welcome to episode 203 of the F Reality Podcast, your fortnightly fix of the latest VR gaming news. We have a jam-packed show for you lined up for you. <laughs> we have a jam-packed show lined up for you today as we're going to be talking about PSVR 2 and the upcoming PlayStation State of Play event. We discuss the recent the recent leak of Meta show. Oh God, what is going on? You do that you what is going on? We, we had right? technical problems before the show. We are so doing podcasts in VR. They're doing a podcast coming. in VR. Apologies. <laughs> right. Let me let me start again. Let me start again. Reset. Pretend this never happened. Men in black. Flash. We have a jam-packed show lined up for you today as we're going to be talking about PSVR 2 and the upcoming PlayStation State of Play event. We discussed the recent leak showing Meta are working on bringing PC VR cloud streaming to the Quest. I tell you how to fly uh, Top Gun Mavericks F-18 in the new free DLC for Microsoft's Flight Simulator. And to round up this epic show, Zim has got some new game releases for us to look forward to. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight from the past couple of weeks. Also, let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. So first up, this guy's back and he's back with a vengeance. He's a one-man band that loves to stream to an exclusive audience consisting of only himself. It's the one and only <laughs> ZimTalk5. How you doing? Hello, Mike. Hello, gentlemen, boys. It's good to be back. Um, I, I did have... <laughs> I feel like... That, I don't know if it's Mariah Carey or who the artist was who sung that back in the 80s. Uh, I'm the private dancer, but I feel like sometimes I am the private streamer. Uh, it doesn't happen often. Times are love in Canada. Yeah. But, but, but recently... Well, we've had a series of events, and I will tell you a short story. So... Uh, first off, I got all my stuff, and as you guys know, uh, guys and gals know, I wasn't on the last show, so I was unboxing about, we're about 200 plus boxes through, about 230 box load, uh, so nearly there now. Um, house is fully networked, at least in, in first phase, so that's good. The kids are happy, wife's happy. I've got my den of, den of deceit down in the basement. Uh, some of you saw we did a walkthrough kind of home tour, just so for those who are interested in what, what we've got over here. And then a weekend later, Last Saturday, um, there was this massive storm here, uh, which actually killed eight people. Um, trees fell on people. I was out yeah. in the car going to pick up my wife's birthday present, and um, I got the text from the government that said shelter immediately. And that my heart like start, goes starts going like, hang on a second, it's like a perfectly fine summer day. There's no storm. Like what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm only 12 minutes from home. I'll make it. And so as I'm driving. Uh, the weather starts coming on very fast. Now, I've been through like Cat 4 and Cat 5 hurricanes. I grew up in the Caribbean. Um, and like this was quicker change in the weather than I've ever seen in my life. Really dramatic. And um, as I was pulling up to the last intersection, just before the turn off to home, uh, this giant white wall of weather just crosses my car. I'm getting battered from left and right. The car wants to flip over. Um, like it's so violent. I feel like I'm in a tin can getting shook up. The lights in the intersection go out immediately, like almost immediately. It's really traumatic, like the movie Twister. I'm not joking. And, and the car is opposite me that I'm going to turn across. I just made the decision. I'm like, I'm going. And so as I turned in through the intersection, the back of the storm gave me a big kick up the bottom. And I flew through the intersection, almost hit a pole, got past he flew. that. Did you hear that? He just flew through it. He didn't even I, drive anymore. <laughs> I wasn't driving. And then I, I like you know, blindly drove the rest of my street just from the small things that I could see, but I could see none of the road, none, none of the homes, like they're just various bits and pieces. And as it was going, trees were falling over, big trees, 
it was absolutely nuts. I pull in, I shout to the wife and the, and the kids who were upstairs kind of seeing the, the chaos come and knowing that a t- tornado dropped in, in Toronto a few, uh, a few months before we landed, I'm like, we're going to the basement. So we went to the basement, hunkered down there on battery power. Being a streamer, I've got plenty of lights. So we did that. We played a board game for three hours, came back upstairs, and you know it was okay, but we were out without power for, for a week and a half. And still, we have a massive branch on the, our back three lines. So uh, it's kind of like an any day now thing. And, and ever since then, I've been getting these like, little network hiccups. So you'll probably see it while we're, while we're streaming today, uh, that. And so I've been dealing with that. Last weekend happened, very exciting. Um, and then trying to get my kind of streaming setup working so we can get kind of get back live <laughs> properly with all my equipment. So right. It's been a very exciting last week. It does, yeah. Fun. It sounds like an eventful week. But the funny thing was about you, the whole streaming thing was because if you go on Zim's channel right now, there's like a 59-second clip which where he was clearly live, and then the famous last words were, ah, oh, it's doing it again, and then it just cuts <laughs> off. <laughs> and how long, so how long did you stream for only yourself like how long did you stream for thinking that you had an audience there watching your life yeah so so th- thursday was when that happened <laughs> that's multiple that, days that's the intro. so i at that, what you saw that 58 second clip is actually last night's thing where i tried again to push a restream so i try to push to youtube and twitch at the same time audience right and um that first night I was streaming, and the problem I have, I had this before, like when I tried to do like a, a, a couples meetup in Windlands 2 with Tyrael and his wife and me and my wife, um, is... Wait, were you double dating in VR now? We were, yeah, we were double dating in VR. Wow, that this is not the first ago. time that and, this and you're, happened. And you're swinging through the woods? Would you say that <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. a bunch of swingers? <laughs> yes, wow. we, would, we would happily say that. Wow, as, uh, cool. But it was and, just, and, it, and, it, and wait, wait, was, wait, wait, and you had the longest rope of everyone? <laughs> no. No, too far, too far. You need to measure this. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay, That's wonderful. Sorry, 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 sorry. But sorry. yeah, no, so I ended up streaming to myself yeah. for about an hour, 20 minutes um, on the Thursday. Wow. And then on wait, Friday, wait, I kind of How do you not know that people, that. how do you not know that you're the only one there? How, how do you not know that? Because there's like, like five it, or six people talking to me, and it sounds like they're reacting to the live content. Uh, and it's still getting voiced out over like Twitch, like PTS and everything. So it seems, it wow. seems like we're having an interaction. If there was nobody there, nobody talking at all, nobody. But I have some really devout fans who will sit there and have realized that I don't always go live on time, and so they're just kind of chatting away, even chatting to me, even if I'm not responding. It's so weird. Um, That's hilarious. That has happened. So uh, wow. shout out to my audience who are devout fans, obviously. Uh, but yeah. Um, we did have a stream at least to Twitch yesterday, so that was good. And um, my highlight of the week, given you're going to ask me that next, um, would be I went golfing in Skyrim. So I got Skyrim working again, which for anyone who has a heavily modded <laughs> Skyrim isn't necessarily easy. And then um, I, I had a, a manufacturer of VR equipment send me um, they sent me this, which is a like professional, you know, wow. seventy dollar. Uh, golfing thing, so that I can best my dad in golf plus at some point, I suppose. That is uh, a problem so kit there. And I thought this long pole with the uh, quest controller on it would make a perfect pokey stick for giants and uh, mammoths and the like, and that we would go, <laughs> you know, doing four and knocking crabs off of mountains and stuff, which we did. Uh, so that made for a fun stream with a new golf stick. That was my hat. Wow. Wow. Cool. Thank you very much for that, dude. Also, I want to say congratulations, by the way. Uh, 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, 
Hey. I've crossed that boundary about six times now. But yes, it's gone over the last two weeks. It's kind of hopped up and down and up and down. So. I'll congratulate yeah, you every time. time. Thank you. Yeah, each you should time. get yourself a play button just like Mike when he hit it like 10, 10 subs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I changed it. 10 subs, 20 subs, 50 subs every time. <laughs> so many play buttons. You go to his house, his whole hallway is full of play buttons. <laughs> They're all just nowadays. made out of cardboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I hit um, 5K on Twitch, uh, we ate a Toblerone, which was a small Toblerone. And then uh, someone bought me an 80 pounds sterling, like giant ooh. Toblerone, a 4.5 kilogram. Wow. Like, massive thing, like an eight pound bar of chocolate. And, and eating through that over months, you're like gnawing on the triangles are that big. And it's honeycomb. <laughs> I lost a tooth that to it, so man. Gross. It's like mold on the edges from like, you know, like I did. Get a That's dedication to the cause. Like, that like, is like, like losing a, a tooth family, you know? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, good Very to be nice. back. Great show with Denny and, and, and GT last week. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm glad to it's, be. Yeah. It's been, it's yes. been a while ago. Good we to have, have you, you on the show. It's almost like I forgot you were a part of it. Nathy missed Jim. Yeah, true. Jim Bynaby. Oh, and one thing, a uh, very important thing made it. Mike, you made it. Hey, All that's the way me in the background. Wow. <laughs> Glad to see you didn't get ditched in a bin somewhere. You can put them on <laughs> eBay. No. Yeah. Uh, I will. Um, We're just waiting. Yeah, one day. Um, so next up, this guy's back from an adventure on the Isle of the Lost Skulls where he was searching for hidden treasure. He's the Captain Jack Sparrow of VR. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing? I am doing fine, Mike. Thank you. So, I, I I'm not gonna talk about Rec Room. I'm not gonna bore you again? with more Rec Room. No, again. again. I'm, 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 I, I always reminds me of Rowdy when Rowdy like played a prison boss for like a year, and we kept hearing the same stories. And yeah. after a while, I could dream about it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. No, uh, I'm gonna you know uh, talk about something else instead. So my highlight, I would say, is that well, it's it's pretty much star wars week oh i think that's 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 amazing uh, yes. there's just so much to watch there's like this big convention in anaheim uh with live streams uh, and eric is there our the, friend eric yeah. is there he got to meet yeah. ewan mcgregor which i'm super jealous yeah. about mr Wait, Obi. why did they pick this week instead of may the 4th i, I don't get it it's it's just a, like it's a it's a celebrate around a convention so you have that yeah what you just mentioned and then you have this and it's huge. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I like just just you know imagine uh, having like thousands of people there dressed up as their favorite characters, going to workshops on how to wield lightsabers, how to make your own droid. There's like stuff for everyone there. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's crazy, and I just love watching that stuff and kind of have the feeling I'm there. I like if I get the opportunity, I will definitely go there sometimes. Uh, I, I think it's amazing to just see the passion there and. You know, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan myself. It's not like I know all the lore and I know all the little bits, but it just feels like one big family. And you just celebrate such a... Like, it, it's an important thing to a lot of us, right? Mm. It's not just, oh, it's a science fiction thing. I mean, my brother, for example, is like, this is, why does this look so bad? Why are you a big fan of this stuff? <laughs> why is it all like aliens and things? But it's just much more than that, you know? I think every one of us has like a character that you can relate to or, you know... Um, but to kind of extend on that, so a week before this uh, whole celebration thing happened, I played a VR demo where you can go pot racing. Now, this is something that mm. has been requested for like ages, I think. And I've already played like multiple pot racers in the past that just never, you know, got finished as a VR project. Maybe they got taken down by, um, you know, Lucasfilm uh, or Disney. I don't really know. 
Um, but I, I still think this particular thing, like pot racing, lends itself so well to VR. Just imagine this being like, um, for example, Dash Dash World or something. And this is a multiplayer. It doesn't necessarily have to have a whole story around it, but just you can uh, race against your friends or uh, random people on all these like famous planets, have your own ship, maybe have this uh, double dash feature that you have in Mario Kart where you can have like someone on the back throwing stuff at your enemies like you know have like your your mando on like this this cute version of the razor crest or, or the new ship that he has and then have like baby grogu on the back throwing things i think it would be so funny you know like, toads. yeah well yeah i mean you could Frogs. come up with anything but I, I yeah i would love to see that like now uh we have seen a few star wars vr games and they, they all kind of go for the same thing it's like, okay you have some blasters you have a lightsaber I'm like, try to explore something new. And Squadrons I think this is something... Good. Squadrons was true. Yeah. But that was VR support, so it wasn't necessarily yeah. that they were planning to... But I agree, it's it's one of the best uh, experiences that you can have. But this this demo is crazy because you can go super fast. I think I went like 400 miles uh, per hour. <laughs> and it, it just like, the, the everything just flashes by. Um, and for now, it's just a demo. It's very simple. Uh, like, maybe I'm hyping it up too much now. But... Um, where can you, you can try just, it? You can try it on HIO. I don't know the exact oh, link, but if you okay. uh, just uh, Google uh, Podracer VR, HIO, then uh, you'll definitely find it. And you can play it on PC. This is not uh, something that runs natively on the Quest. Okay. Um, but um, I was a bit disappointed afterwards because I thought I found like this genius uh, thing, but apparently it's already a year old and no one has really paid attention to it. Hmm. So... Yeah, hopefully this will kind of spark the interest. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm not necessarily down for another kind of Galaxy's Edge kind of experience mm-hmm. or another Vader Immortal thing. I would rather have something yeah, that goes I, I, I for multiplayer or something just kind of different in genre, you know? I wouldn't mind a Vader Immortal style experience, but like in the Mandalorian universe, I think that would be really awesome. Like if you could actually pick up baby Grogu and like take care of him, I think yeah. that'd be epic. Take care of him yeah. like you did on that spaceship? Where you flushed him out the airlock? Yeah, like. yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. He deserved it. Well, like, uh, I would like to see something in the style of like Skyrim, but then in like the Star Wars universe. I think that oh, yeah. would be awesome. Just something. Yeah, Knights huge. of the Old Republic done in VR. Okay, exactly. Would be really yeah. cool. Or uh, remember that one? I I don't know the name anymore. It was like this swords fighting game that you could play multiplayer against each other. I don't know what, what the name was. Um, Jedi Knight. But, no, but like on in VR, just a, oh, a oh, multiplayer uh, swords fighting game that you could play against each other in this like small arena. Like imagine doing that, but then with lightsabers and mm. like I just want something multiplayer, Star Wars with friends. I think that would be amazing and something that just isn't the Galaxy's Edge thing. I I thought that was kind of disappointing compared to yeah. Vader Immortal in the end. The, it wasn't that great. The old um, N64 Star Wars Pod Racer game. Like that VR effect yeah. is obviously what this is pining for. The closest thing is actually what you mentioned last week during uh, releases. Thanks for covering that, by the way, Nathie. Uh, the Epic Game Store release of, um, like they gave Red Out for free. Red Out has several ships yeah. in it that are literal like pod racers. So if you want to mm-hmm. go super fast in a pod racer style, not in, the, not in the canyon kind of maps, but on a slightly different type of course, then that, that's a really high fidelity VR kind of pod racing sim experience and uh, if, if epic's still running that then you can maybe still get that for free probably expired by now cool. well that's red uh, 
Oh, it, it, I think it is expired, but talking about free stuff on Epic, you can play Bioshock the Collection now for free. Mm. And you keep it as well. And these are all the remasters, by the way. It's not VR, but as I am super fan, uh, give it a try. It's it's amazing. Nice, nice. So Pod Racing, you can find that on itch.io, but it's for PC yes. only. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, next up, this guy uh, was once the fastest YouTuber alive. And he used to make a living breaking out of virtual prisons. <laughs> Everybody, say howdy to Rowdy. How you doing, dude? You all right? I'm 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 doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, unlike unlike Zim, we haven't had. Uh, I mean, they they did give us the weather warning, but we actually the storm didn't really hit us. So uh, for us, we only had a little bit a little bit of gray clouds, and that's and that's where it ended. Um, I did manage to get into some VR. Uh, I know that we spoke about it uh, a couple of weeks ago where I tried uh, the city's VR experience and I also tried uh, little 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 big cities, I wanted to no, say. Little, but it's little like, cities, it's yeah. It's little cities. <laughs> little, little, yeah. Big planet, uh, like little big planet. Little big planet was, like, was going through my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm actually... Um, it's a very different game. Uh, so I'll maybe, I'll maybe highlight some of the of the good things and some of the bad things, I think. Uh the good things, uh, I'll start with that because I, I actually like the game. Um, it's I really like the art style of it. Uh, I, I think that the art style really suits the game, that like that happy, bluish kind of environment. You know, you, you play on an island. Uh, uh, the UI is, I think, great. I think it's far better than the one that you see in Cities VR because it was one of my complaints is that, you know, you need to click through so many buttons. They work with like a smartwatch. And when you turn your watch, then like you get this like nice little info panel popping up, which shows like you know uh, the how much energy your city uses, how much water your city uses, how much money it makes, you know, like all of all of your information that you really need, you get from that. And then where it differs is indeed like we thought like more in the detail of like being a city builder. I don't, I don't necessarily think that this game is really focused on the city building per se because it feels more like like a little bit of an, like an arcade experience. You're tr- constantly trying to level up your city in order to get to like the next level. While I think with Cities VR, it's more like, you know, you, you, you build your power lines and you build your, your, your water uh, supply lines and all of that. You need to build all, all of that out. And that, that is more of like a city builder experience. But I didn't think that the city builder experience was that great in, in Cities VR. Um, what I have with little cities is that I, I think what they've done, they've done really well. Um, and that the, the game is fun. Like, I, I mean, I, I think I played it for a good, like two and a half, maybe three hours. That's roughly mm. the time that I spent with it. Um, and, uh, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I finished one Island and I was a little bit like thinking like, oh, wow, is, is this it? Eh? Because, you know, you, you unlock things by like, you know, leveling up your city and you get like new kind of buildings that you can place. But then when I jumped into the next island, you also have different weather events occurring that you can like uh, try and modify. Uh, so you had like sandstorms on like something. Uh, you had to plant trees in order to avoid the sandstorms from like making your population unhappy. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's more things and more buildings that you can unlock as you progress through the different levels. Uh, I haven't figured all everything out yet since there were some of the buildings that I couldn't get working as I thought they should have. Um, but the, the, the game is, is fun in a way uh, that it's an arcade experience. If, you, if that's what you're looking for, uh, just building. The, the cities look great. They look very, very beautiful. Uh, then, then, then this is a really great game. Uh, the negative sides, and I think that's a little bit something that I also set with Cities VR, is that the city doesn't really feel alive. 
Right? Like you're building a city and there are cars driving, but there's no like, there's no people walking around in the city. You know, like the, the buildings don't really have any particular meaning. Uh, it's just like you have three different zones and you have, I mean, even though it looks nice and I like the art style, it doesn't feel like it's a city that I really care about. You know, it's not something that is alive. Do you think uh, that's just because of the limitations of the quest though? Say, say if the game be, was on PC be, and yeah. it was had a bit more graphical be, fidelity, you'd be. enjoy it more maybe? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it isn't per se the, the graphical fidelity, I think, that bothers me because, I, like I said, like I think the graphics look great. I really like the art style. I, I love everything about that. Uh, but there's no real, there's no life in the city. You know, it's like going into Skyrim and all of the NPCs, instead of moving around, they would like just stand or not even be there. Right. Like, uh, it would just be an empty town empty. and you you would have to go in there and speak to someone or like whatever. So it feels a bit empty in that way. Like I, I know that from like PC uh, city building experiences, uh, you know, people have jobs and need to drive to their jobs. You need to make sure that they get public transport. And you see sometimes that in, a, in, a, in an area where there's a lot of crime, you see that like police arresting someone or like, you know, you have a little bit more stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And that is probably a limitation of the quest where you have like not the, the computational resource in order to like make all of that. But that's just something that I that I kind of missed in this one. So the big question is, which one would you go back to now if you had to choose one out of the two? Yeah, I think I would go back to Little Cities. Okay. Uh, just because I, I had a smoother experience, I think, with this one. Um, and also, even though I like the more detailed kind of experience that maybe Cities VR offers... Um, like, I think that still needs a bit of work in order for me to really enjoy that. Because I, I find it more like a hassle in order to get through some of the things uh, or, like, to, to figure out what was wrong or, like, uh, it wasn't just as smooth of, a, of an experience like uh, Little Cities was. Uh, and also, I think the grid building in, in little, little Cities is also done very well. Um, it, does, it does, of course, get, like, because it's more arcadey, it gets a little bit more repetitive sooner. I think because eh? you're just like you're just building stuff the entire time, while with little, uh, while with Cities VR you have a little bit more uh, variation in the, in the amount of tasks that you do. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good summary. Nice one. Yeah, good one though. I, I would. I mean, I've been, I was picking that up over the last uh, couple of months. Like every, like like it filled my puzzling places spot where you where you just wanted like thirty minutes, forty five minutes to play, but. Mm -hmm. Right, the UI is great, and I think they do a really good job. Your word nailed it, Rowdy. Arcade, right? Because they like, yeah, feed you yeah. little like surprises or changes to the gameplay at the right pace. Like the first, I don't know, two yeah. three hours curve is is almost perfect. You know, to kind of keep you interested that far. I don't know where it goes after that, but yeah. nice. That that sand dune one I thought was was surprising change in terms of gameplay, and I still wonder like. On a, on a volcanic island. Are we going to get something to do with a volcano? I was kind of hopeful. I don't know. Maybe. I think some people are saying uh, we've got some issues with the stream. The stream froze. Um, yeah, I, I can still see Nathie moving, but both Zim and Mike are frozen for some reason. Okay. Okay, so welcome to the two-show uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, can you welcome. hear me, though? Can you hear me? Like, even though I'm frozen, can you hear me okay? Is that is that coming through? Yeah, I can, I can you look see. quite concerned, Mike. Almost like there's <laughs> yeah. a bird flying always, in your window. Always look concerned. And it looks like I don't believe you. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Um, it's like like this painting. It's like kind of artistic Mike. It's so, um, not coming through an audio, strangely enough. Okay. So let's uh, see what the chat have been up to um, before I move on to my highlight. 
Um, let me just what, let, one second, <laughs> because I. So can can we still hear Zim or not? Because uh, I. Oh, sorry, I wasn't saying it. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I just want to make sure before I uh, continue. No, like it's um, still something. I do wrong think this is this. an extension of the same problems that I was having earlier in the week with Restream. Restream seems to have some kind of problem at, at their side, and uh, sorry for this. No Zim. Yeah, no Zim. It's Sorry weird. I, I can hear Zim, but the stream can't hear Zim. Yeah, there's the, the audio yeah. seems to be seems to be like not coming through anymore. I that I is is it something to do with the um, NDI? Can he rejoin and maybe that will open I up? I can the do that. Okay, you could try that. Yeah. So while, while he yeah. does that, yeah, if if Nathan reads out what the chat has been up to uh, yeah. while while Zim sorts him sorts yeah. himself out okay. and rejoins, yeah. Cool beans. So let's go to what the chat has been uh, playing. So first of all, we have Sexy Sexy Bicycle. Yeah, great name. <laughs> right. Who has been playing Apex Construct. Feels like a hidden gem. That's kind of funny because I think a lot of people who now have a VR headset or got one two years ago, they didn't even know this was a thing because I think that came out when, well, the quest wasn't really a thing yet, right? So that's that's interesting. Then we have Wato UK who played uh, uh, a lot this week. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, nice. well, this is good timing, good timing. We have Red Dead and Cyberpunk 2077. And then uh, last but not least, we got a donation from Sampler19. And he says, got to try out Rogue Ascent again. Now mm. that it apparently got hand tracking 2.0. But yes. that's something I think you are going to also dive into, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things I checked out. Um, I've had a busy couple of weeks, really. Um, so the first thing I was I jumped into was Pavlov. Um, it's been a while since I've checked out Pavlov, uh, but I jumped into it because um, the developers uh, announced that they're going to be coming out of of the beta and they're going to be releasing on the official store. Um, they're also dropping support for Quest One, which is a bit sad for Quest One owners. Uh, but the game is officially releasing uh, as a Quest 2 title, but it's going to be a paid uh, title. So I kind of did a little video to say now's the time to jump in and play it for free uh, while you can, because, you know, we don't know how long this process is going to take, but it can take days, can take weeks, can take months. But yeah, if you want to check out Pavlov for free, now's the time to jump in and do that now. Um, the other thing I checked out, like you say, is hand tracking uh, 2.0. Um, yeah, with Rogue Ascent, it was, uh, it was like a highlight of, of me and... Me and Zim, uh, what was it, a few weeks ago now, uh, we played it. Basically, like, you, you point your fingers and you can shoot your guns. You, 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 the really cool thing that I really love, though, is you point them up in the air and they spin round and reload. So it kind of has that, like, kind of Robocop spinning gun vibe about it, which is uh, really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, hand tracking 2.0 is, is really impressive. It's not perfect, but it's definitely a huge improvement over the original hand tracking tech. You can now clap your hands. You can you can put them together. You can you can even occlude one hand over the other um, so that the tracking cameras can't actually see your occluded hand. But they do a lot of clever tech and, and basically are able to predict what your other hand is doing that the cameras can't see, which is really impressive tech, especially for, you know, a headset that's like, 300 bucks, 300 pounds. So um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, but that's not my highlight though. My highlight and the thing I want to talk about is uh, Resident Evil 7's banned footage DLC, uh, which oh. I played in VR thanks to uh, Prey Dog's uh, recent and free uh, VR mod. Um, I think Zim might have played this before, but uh, the banned footage uh, volume 2 DLC has a game mode in it called 21. And it's essentially a game mm -hmm. of blackjack with a kind mm -hmm. of a, a sinister twist. So, horrible. 
Yeah, you play this character called Clancy, and he's actually the uh, the camera guy uh, from the pl- the prologue section of Resident Evil Seven. If so, if you've played the game, you'll know that the the beginning section of the game has like a kind of camera crew going into a house, um, and you play that guy. And basically, you've been captured by Lucas, who is one of the the Baker family, uh, and one of your hands is tied to a chair, and the other one is in this kind of like device straight out of a Saw movie. Um, yeah, so your fingers really are... Finger, finger guillotine, yeah. right? Finger, finger guillotine. Well done. Yes, it's exactly like that. Um, and you basically play 21 against another guy called Hoffman, and he's also being kidnapped and is being held against his will. Uh, but instead of which betting... Is, which is also funny because I think Hoffman is a, is a character from the first Saw movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh. I think I think that is Hoffman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so instead of betting money uh, for this card game in 21, <laughs> you actually bet your fingers. <laughs> so if you lose, you're violently, you, you get your, your fingers violently chopped off. And the game kind of escalates from there and it gets a little bit more grim a bit later on. But I won't spoil it for you if you want to check it out for yourself. But I felt like it, it worked really well in VR because you're seated the whole time. So there's no movement you have to worry about. There is a little bit of artificial movement with the camera that you're not in control of. So there, you know, when it kind of zooms into your hand, when a finger gets cut off or whatever. But uh, apart from that, um, I think it's pretty comfortable to play. You can't use motion controllers uh, with this particular game mode. You can with the other DLC game modes, uh, but it's not really a problem because your hands are kind of bound in the game anyway. So using a gamepad doesn't feel unnatural. But, um, but yeah, how how does because there was this one VR game like you had to keep your hands on your keyboard or something, and there were like snakes crawling around oh, and spiders, and you would you start feeling them. Uh, is that kind of same with this, where if you put your hand kind of on the same spot <laughs> and you let it happen? That you um, start to kind of get the, the feeling that it's real? It's quite fast-paced, and you need to use the bumper buttons on the control pad, so you need to be So you having... have no time to really no, put your hand there for no. a quick moment. Like, if you could put your hand in, like, an ice pack and it numbed it out and you were getting that kind of, like, phantom pain, like, that would be totally epic. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's something you could do with this. When I did this, um, what I did was I, I took, a like, a, a piece of board or something, and I they splay your fingers out in that, in that yeah. finger guillotine. And I did that for the stream when we did this back on PlayStation 8. Oh, my ago. God. So the fingers were actually spread and held down. Um, I don't remember how I got past that controller mechanism. I might have just used my mouth or something. Uh, but we were we were playing it that way. And you get that phantom sensation that Nathie's yeah. speaking of. So. I suppose if you were playing with a keyboard, you could do it one-handed. But using a gamepad, you need to use two hands. Unless you remap the buttons, of course. Um, but, yeah, you know, a lot of people are playing through Resident Evil 7 now in VR oh. on PC. Um, obviously the first time we've been able to do this, uh, but not many people play the DLC because not many people know the DLC exists, but it's there's so actually, yeah. but it's only about 50% of it. That's VRable though. That's the thing. So, so you have a room escape, you have a survival yeah, a game escape. and you have yeah. like this one, which is like, I don't know, personal torture, but the DLC I've always said with resident evil seven, I'm glad you stepped into it, Mike, because it's, it's all worth playing. All the VR stuff is like is, is yeah. really good quality and, and they're that- very different games. And that's the thing, like, I'd never played this 21 game mode before, and playing it in VR for the first time, I was just like, this is just so awesome. This is, like, really, really, uh, like, immersive. I feel like I'm in this room. And like I say, because you don't move, it's just super comfortable and you can play it that way. So, yeah, if you're you're playing through the Resident Evil 7 uh, in VR for the first time on PC, I definitely recommend you could buy the DLC and check some of that out as well, especially the uh, the 21 game mode. So, yeah, that's my highlight. Nice, nice. Good. Good pick. So um, let's get into the news then, because the first thing I want to mention is a special birthday this week. 
as uh, SideQuest is actually celebrating its third birthday. I can't believe it's actually been three years already. Like, it's crazy. Like, this this last three years, I feel, you know, I know we've dealt a lot outside of VR, you know, with the pandemic and everything else, but it feels like that's that's flown by, really. That's um, weird, because I remember us, like, discussing the problem of, of not having anything in place for right. developers to test their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> this arrived, and I think it went pretty quickly. Like, it got popular very fast huge like sidequest is huge now and if you don't know what sidequest is it's like this tool that you can use that you can easily uh sideload new experimental games and experiences onto your quest you need a pc to do it um but that was the way we did it before app lab basically turned up so a year ago app lab turned up and it kind of like took a bit of the relevancy away from sidequest because people didn't necessarily need to use it anymore a lot of uh, the content that was on sidequest came to app lab so you know, it was much more convenient to just click on a link and add that content to your headset instead of having to connect your headset to a PC and sideload it. So they did lose a little bit of relevancy there, but it's still very much a useful tool, especially for creators as well. Like, you know, we use it to unlock the frame rate for uh, quest recordings when we're recording our gameplay and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And also when it comes to like uh, mods, of like classic PC games that you can now play on Quest, you know, like the Dr. Beef mods that we've highlighted on the show, like, um, what is it, the original Half-Life, Wolfenstein, Doom 3, and more recently Quake 3 as well. Um, yeah. That's that's only available through SideQuest. That stuff is, is never going to come to App Lab because well, it uses external game the, files. The, the most popular games, or the, like... like Gorilla Tech, for example, it's it's almost like a side quest exclusive now, where it's not even necessarily on the official store. You know, well, it's on the on the back end of the store. It's on App Lab, right? Yeah, but yeah. It, it's also you can you can play it through SideQuest. So most people who look it up will end up on SideQuest to play it. See, I think the opposite. I think App Lab is much more convenient. So I think most people will oh, probably think? play it through App Lab. Yeah, but SideQuest has an App Lab section where you can find all the games. So if True. you don't know where you're True. looking for, yeah. then you'll yeah. still end up on SideQuest, I think. It, it, exactly. So I, I tend to agree with Nathan's point there. So like they made a change. It's like a it's like a fork in the stream a, a little while back where if you go to applab.games, it drags you to SideQuest and then you can see and, and experience and find in the search all the other content. That wasn't true at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. it was just App Lab standing on its own, yeah, yeah. and you had these various pages, including SideQuest, who listed the, the kind of contents. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Gorilla Tag's been in the top you know titles there for, for the longest of time. So. Well, the, well, and Virtual Desktop also started on there. True, true, yeah. Well, Gorilla, Gorilla Tag, like you say, started its life on SideQuest before it eventually made it to App Lab. Right. Um, but like you say, SideQuest now are kind of like a repository for App Lab content as well. So they kind of do a mix of both. Um, and, and it does everything that Meta doesn't do. <laughs> That's also the thing. You say, like, as you said, like, I always use SideQuest to record my footage. Or, or, yeah, or stuff uh, that they can't uh, do, yeah. Or they don't want to do, maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a layer cake now, because you've got, if yeah. you want to really go to, like, the... the the dredges of the indie dungeon, you go to itch and that stuff is like projects that someone spent five minutes on upwards to something that's actually complete and you know mm -hmm. you can purchase. Then the next step up kind of is side quest. Like it's really a tinkerer's lobby. Um, and then beyond that, you'd go to app lab because if you didn't know of app lab, True. you know, it, it's, it's another step beyond the main store. And beyond that, I'd say, I guess your main store, your storefront. Right. And yeah. um, so we've got a nice kind of cake uh, to enjoy. So if you think content is only limited to the store, you are wrong. True. It's definitely worth exploring. I think the next step for SideQuest uh, right now, what I or what I would like to see, is that they will be if, like uh, going on other uh, headsets too. So we have the Pico now going consumer. 
Uh, also, I remember uh, Stan from Link saying, like, we want to work with SideQuest to also get stuff on it so you can use that. I think it would really, like, every other headset that starts to or tries to compete with Meta kind of needs SideQuest. I to, totally agree. You know, I totally agree. And it's one of the points off. that I wrote down, actually, is that support for Pico Neo 3 is, is really essential. But that's not actually the case right now, but it is something they've discussed and hopefully they work on in the future. Um, but to celebrate their birthday and to thank the community for their continued support, they're going to be giving away, check this out, 33 Quest 2 headsets, over wow. 650 what? game keys, along with some of their um, SideQuest branded merch. So if you're interested in getting involved in some of that action, you can check out um, SideQuestVR.com forward slash giveaways and you can enter some of the various giveaways there to uh, win a whole bunch of stuff they're running this for the next couple of weeks so you've got plenty of time um so yeah happy birthday to sidequest thanks for this awesome giveaway because i think it's epic um we've had shane and orla the creators of sidequest on the show before they're both awesome people so um yeah super happy for them and yeah go and support them and check out these uh these giveaways that they're running uh, I, I just take to website, but it, it does say we are giving away two Oculus Quest 2 64 gigabyte headsets. Where did you get the, the 33 number? Or I was actually wondering why 33? I don't know why 33. They gave, they, I suppose, three, three because it's their third birthday. Um, but this is what they've been um, sharing on their social media on Twitter. So they might be okay. doing separate giveaways for separate things because I know they've listed a number of them to do with different games and exercises. Um, but ah, all of, okay, all okay, of these okay. giveaways are free to enter. So, um, yeah, go and check them out. If you're looking for a Quest 2 or you want a second Quest 2 for your family, then, um, yeah, go and check it out. SideQuestVR.com forward slash giveaways. So, are yeah, there happy- any notices about geographical limitations on this? No, I don't think so. Good. Yes, yeah, so happy birthday mm-hmm. to Cyclist. Well, I, I have to ask because, you know, we yeah, always yeah, get that no, little totally. ask risk. And... You, you shouldn't complain about that anymore, Zim. Now it's just competition. <laughs> yeah, so that's just competition. why you moved. That's yes. why you guys moved, so you can always join the meta giveaways. You're in exactly. the prime location. That's the reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next bit of news. Uh, let's talk about PSVR 2. It's like our, our fortnightly copium about PSVR. <laughs> so uh, PlayStation uh, this week announced a new state of play event is coming next week on Thursday, the 2nd of June at 3 p.m. PT. Um, for everyone else, that's 11 p.m. UK time. It's midnight for Nathy and 6 p.m. for my Canadian brothers. Um, so that's nice. Thursday, the, t- the 2nd of June. Um, and they actually said via a PlayStation blog post, we'll have some exciting reveals from our third-party partners, plus a sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2. So they're actually saying they're going to be showing PSVR 2 content during this state of VR, which is super exciting because they had to give a caveat on previous state of VRs to say we're not actively sharing or talking about PSVR 2 because there's so much interest in this headset. So it's great to see that we're actually going to get a little snippet of information about what games we can expect to see. The event is going to be around 30 minutes long. I would expect that the PSVR section is probably going to be quite small, but I'm excited to see what they're going to announce nevertheless. So as of right now, the the rumors suggest that the headset's going to come out sometime early next year. That's kind of what everything's kind of been hinting at so far. I don't think we're going to hear anything about when the hardware is going to release, but just the games. But the interesting thing is that separate to this official blog post, in a business briefing uh, to investors, uh, the CEO of Sony, uh, Jim Ryan, confirmed that 20 plus major first party and third party titles are confirmed for PlayStation VR 2 at launch. So 20 titles. This 
this is more likely going to mean that these are specifically titles for the PSVR 2 headset. Um, because we don't know how they're going to handle the old back catalogue just yet. There's been, they've been super quiet. They haven't mentioned anything to do with that yet. So the backwards compatibility, we don't know how they're going to handle that, if they're going to be able to bring all this um, old content to the new hardware in terms of an update. We don't know that yet. But 20 launch titles sounds pretty substantial. And I was just kind of wondering, like, in the chat and also you guys too, like, what games would you like to see as uh, as launch titles for this uh, this new headset? I, I think that a... A couple of those launch titles are going to be games that we already seen for VR. Okay. Like Moss, I think. Okay. A bunch, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I would imagine I'd so. I'd love Farpoint too. I'd love another aim controller. I'd love Contractors. Uh, not Contractors. Um, Firewall. Firewall. Yeah. Firewall, yeah. Firewall is such a beast on play. I mean, it's the reason I, I had it for like an additional year beyond was just the aim controller and that. And so whatever system they have, uh, now I would I would just love to see. It doesn't have to have another aim controller with it, but that game. Uh, generally, the shooting games. I mean, I I really have enjoyed those uh, so far. But yeah, I don't think we'll get another aim controller, but I do think we'll start to see accessories from like ProTube and like Mammoth, who make like gun stocks for PC VR headsets. I'd imagine they'll easily make one for uh, the new controllers for PSVR yeah. two. But what about you, yeah. other guys? What 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 titles would you like to see? I think it's hard to say like uh, I mean I'd like them to like maybe like diversify the genres maybe a little bit more uh, I'm not too interested in seeing like maybe even more shooters unless they're like maybe story driven um, but I would like to see like some I mean can I pick like you know, like titles that are like you can, pick whatever you, want, you can pick whatever you want, You can pick whatever you want. Yeah, I, I would like to see, like, like I, I used to be, like, a huge, or used to be, like, maybe I still am, like, a huge Final Fantasy fan. I would okay. like to see something like that coming to, uh, to, yeah. to like the, PSVR the fishing, as well. The fishing VR experience from Final Fantasy. Oh, I forgot that about so that. Good. I forgot I about that. that. That's a good game. <laughs> what was it called? It's just so weird. I don't know. It was, like, a side thing that you could play right. when you... Uh, I totally yeah. forgot and, uh, that even can't play it anymore. It I actually think. started off. So those, uh, I forget the name of it now, but it's a Final Fantasy branded game. You can play on PSVR. Uh, has all you know, there's Chocobo and stuff in it, but it's a it's a fully fledged fishing game that originally yeah. started yeah. as an FPS that then got canned and transmuted <laughs> into a Final <laughs> Fantasy fishing game. It, weird, well, but it, yeah. I played through it, beat it. It's really good fun. But you're like you're beating these massive like anime monsters, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've, I've recently been playing some uh, some Prey as well, which is also, mm. again, a shooter game, but yeah. like with a very like in-your-face kind of story. I, I think that, and I, I like the mechanics in there as well, with like where it's trying to mess with your mind a little bit. I think something like that would work really well in VR as well, where like nothing you see is real, you know, like that mm -hmm. kind of concept. Kind of messes with your head a little bit. That yeah. would be really cool. Game like Narcosis for PlayStation or another, like mm. a follow-up to The Persistence because those were games that were like really good horror um, that PlayStation audience tends to like mop up horror titles as well. So I'd like something like that. Or maybe um, yeah. we recently had, not Silent Hill, what was that? Uh, there was a demo. PT. Uh, PT, yeah. I, I would love something like along the lines of PT just to come. With, with next-gen hardware, lighting, shadows, mm. and all of that, like really show us what the platform can do. 
and scare the shit out of us. Like, I, I, that's what I want. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of like, Evil was, like the was kitchen great. demo with like Resident Evil, yeah. like that kind of yeah. like. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Also, also maybe uh, like PlayStation's flagship, like until uh, dawn, mm-hmm. and then have this have it in VR, but then also have decisions. So it's more of a movie you're playing. And yeah, that sounds cool. More cinematic. I think uh, what I would like to see is, of course, all the like the the classics for for PSVR and have those developers make something new. If that means a sequel or or something completely different. That would be amazing. Uh, like the guys from Static, you know, uh, Tarsier yeah. Studios, yeah. Uh, who, uh, you know, also made Little uh, Nightmares. I mean, I would be down to play something in the Little Nightmares universe, for example, where it's a third-person uh, platforming game. They teased, they teased um, a new project recently, but I don't think they've announced what it is yet. No. Um, I, it's I, just, I, yeah, there's so many talented yeah. studios that could make something really cool for us. I, yeah. I, I, just hope, I just hope they're not only going for, like, you know, like the safe choices. Yeah, you know, like we we know what works for PlayStation, so let's just go with that because I don't think that it always applies to VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do hope well, that I, they that they yeah. try different things as well. It uh, it, it does kind of like, of course, when you launch, uh, you know, a, a new headset with games, you always have these standard things like gallery shooters and all these kind of like basic things to get people. But I yeah. I, I know what you mean, like like just not multiplayer puzzle yeah. puzzle stuff. Uh, that's kind of like, like the like genres new, that you like, like. Static, I think, was very different back at the time. Like it was a it. very yeah. different kind of game and astrobot was that as well like yeah. it's not things that we that we used to think would work in vr but they they kind of like took that concept and it went beyond yeah. also and tetris effect was also uh launched another on, one uh, yeah another yeah, like yeah. it's an, like agree, almost like art agree. in yeah. vr you know? that is a great uh, game and repeater there's one other one that uh, really blew my socks off playing it on playstation it eventually came to psvr or sorry to pcvr um which is the invisible hours yeah. which is a showcase uh, yeah, um, yeah. like a like a multi-timeline story uh, told in three acts got a secret ending i'd love to see a follow-up to that it doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing on pc you also have a game called 11 11 kind of a similar like story a tale where yeah. you're hopping between characters and, and the story is progressing i found that really captivating it was like mm-hmm. vr theater i would mm-hmm. love that i would also like there to be something like akin to the wave Something where we yeah. can go and have a party. One of the best things about VR, like at the moment, that's kind of, you know, call it indie scene, is you can pop into VR chat or rec room or something and go see like a music event. There's one I'm going to be attending this weekend that's on. Um, and, and you get to be social with other, other people. So I would like to see what PlayStation, what, what, what Sony's push on social is. like PlayStation make- Home VR? PlayStation Home 2.0? Like it, it could happen. It could happen. Like it would be the I'm perfect opportunity to that, bring it back, honest. right? After all these years, um, but yeah, like but I, we, we, I'm, I'm less interested in that to be honest. I, I just I don't want another social media platform. Like, yeah, I but, don't want that's why I went for the music side because like, give me a venue, give me a reason to participate, even if they had yeah. some me- mechanism which was only, you know, happening around sports events or some like something that's going to draw people who have a common interest together in social VR. I think PlayStation like, Home like, would be, like, of course, be killer. Watching, for example. I think it'd be right? awesome. They, they really could kill that, but... Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm um, looking forward to it. But yeah, personally, I'd like to see um, like Astro's Playroom updated to support PSVR. It just makes total sense to have a free experience that you can try, like a demo, yeah. like built into... Because like, it comes preloaded on every PS5. Totally makes sense that they would update that for PSVR. So you, as soon as you connect your headset, you've got something to play straight away. 
Um, but aside from that, you know, same same as him, I'd love to see Firewall 2. I think that would be a banger. Um, but w- one other thing to, that's worth mentioning is that Fast Travel Games tweeted out a picture of the PSVR 2 headset this mm. week saying, we're just going to leave this here. So they, they're kind of suggesting that, that they're developing a game or multiple games for the next-gen yeah. headset. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it could be a new game, um, but it could also be something that... The, like I, I think we're gonna see a lot of ports too. That's just what I'm trying to say here. So games mm-hmm. that we saw on PC, like Wanderer, for example, Half Life totally Alex. work. Cosmonius High, oh, uh, Half Life Alex. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that's gonna happen. I mean, I'll eat a head strap again for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but there are a lot of great games that just didn't down, sell people. well on <laughs> PC. You know, that came out on PC that didn't. No one really played them, and they would just get a second life on. Yeah. Um, you know, on PSVR 2. So a little while ago on the show, I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked about rumors of Metal Gear Solid, a remake of Metal Gear oh. Solid <laughs> having a VR yeah. mode. And it was kind of like a bit of an out there rumor. And we put a big caveat out there that, you know, it is a rumor. But there's some more crazy rumors that kind of surfaced this week. And I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but someone's suggesting out there that uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the remake, uh, which is coming later this year, uh, will have a VR mode exclusively um, on the PlayStation platform. Again, it's kind of a bit crazy, a bit out there. There's nothing to substantiate this. No, I, I checked it. There was no proof, no, no evidence. Uh, the only thing they, they kind of went for is like, yeah, so Call of Duty already had a um, experience before made by, uh, I think it was Infinity Ward. I remember called that, Jackhammer where you were yes. in space. But that then was, was like, okay, we do Call of Duty and it has nothing to do yeah. with Call of Duty anymore. And now we can use a spaceship and call it Call of Duty. Because that was um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, I think, right? Yeah, that, that was Infinite that Warfare. That was, yeah. a cool, was a cool experience. Like, how, but how, how when we talk about Infinite? Call of Duty, we're talking about first person... Yeah, uh, uh, no Russian, you know that that mission. Yeah, I think it's, it's, <laughs> that, it's that's probably people talk about highly unlikely. But I think, and as much as we we talk about this, I think it's games like that that will bring the mainstream in. Though it's the same with uh, you know Medal of Honor uh, and other games. Like you know, as much as we talked about this about Boneworks, you know, it's, it's hype for us in the VR scene. But those outside of the VR bubble don't necessarily know what Boneworks is or what it means or no. how important it is for VR. But it's when you get these big IPs that come into VR, then it attracts a much wider well, audience. Yeah, at the same like Call time, of Duty is well, like one of the main things that people buy console. It's like uh, Call of Duty, uh, FIFA, yeah. and, and and Fortnite. If you bring those to VR, then like everyone knows what a headset is. Yeah, suddenly. like I say, but, like, I but, think this one's unlikely, but it would certainly yeah. cause a stare if it happened. But at the same yeah. time, don't you think that those are also typically the IPs that leave people like disappointed? Definitely. Like that they, Definitely. That they, because it, everyone has an idea of like yeah. how... how <laughs> You know how it should be in VR, yeah. and then you know they have this ID because it's this big IP, and they have this history with this game. And yeah. how I was—that's why I was scared for Half-Life Alex as well when it came out because everyone has like an idea of how it should be. And then with Half-Life Alex, that turned out to be great because you know it's a, it's a studio that is very, very experienced in developing VR for like you know years and years and years. But with like with with this, then I'm I'm a little bit scared because it's an IP that is like. You know, it's it's established. They're not going to do anything too risky, and yeah. to make VR work, you need to take risk. I think yeah, and that kind of thing. So um, I'm I'm scared that people have like very high expectations, and then they try it, and they go like, oh, "This is this another it? hit, man." Like, but this is what yeah. I said. Yeah. It could be just exactly. a gallery shooter kind of thing where yeah. you're like, "Oh well, yeah, that would Call of Duty," and you just shoot a few. But people, is, then the and question becomes: and... Is that good for VR? That the mainstream then has the idea of like, "Okay, I tried VR now." Ah, 
It still that, sucks. But that, that's exactly but what Denny was saying about like the mods. You know, like you know, people yeah. see us playing mods of like Resident Evil Eight and Resident Evil Seven, and and although those mods in particular are great because they add VR motion support, controller support to them, they're still not great especially for newcomers because of the the movement in in the game that you're not in control of you know the, the camera movement so I, I think you're right it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword there it, it's kind of like one of these things that will attract a new audience but also p potentially put a new audience off it's it's always i don't know with like like triple a franchises it, it's it's always so tricky there's always like 80 percent chance that it's not gonna be great like at it, all man. because the, because it's not the main focus yeah like that's the that's the, i think that's also one of the problems like let's say call of duty is coming to vr like the main focus for them is to make a call of duty pancake game that is gonna sell well again and this VR thing is just something on the side. Mm. Although, again, with Call of Duty, you could say it's it's popular, but it's also in decline, single player wise. I mean, Warzone is doing well, but those other games, like the last one, uh, World War II game, yeah, a lot of people haven't Vanguard. played it because they yeah. make a new game every year and and it doesn't have a soul anymore. So there was a title, Mike or Nate, you're gonna have to help me out here. Uh, it involved what I'll call a dog bird in it on PlayStation. It was a demo, Last Guardian. The Last Guardian. I thought that, although at the time it was teleport only, I thought that was really captivating. It was something about this this kind of almost pet, uh, this giant animal uh, that you had, mm -hmm. and and the environment was enthralling. It, they, they really need to take some of the heavyweight Sony IPs and convert them over. I really think that. I mean, they already did that, right? They did that with Resident Evil Seven. So far back, they did it with a number of Bethesda titles. Mm. Each of those made their own kind of hallmark. But I'm, the thing I'm really interested in is I'd love to see Sony play a little bit of the VR um, Nintendo Wii hand. What I mean is when we saw the original like patents when they were exposed, they, they expressed that there would be multiple ways of interacting with the entertainment system. And if they can do that and get the kind of family element in there, multi-people in a room, Mm. Um, and do something special that really it would be something that you would think that like Nintendo would do, like yeah. like Microsoft did, um, like some sort of a asynchronous gameplay where someone uses like the social yes. output. Yeah, because they they don't have a competitor in this space. Mm. That Microsoft's yeah. not there, Nintendo's not there. Well, that, that's that's kind of their like. Of course, it wasn't social, but that's their attempt with their demo disc, where you played all these experiences, and it was this one kind of like little universe that they created. But yeah, they could go for something that uh, people bought a Wii for, where it's like this, you know, this island, and you can yeah. only do all these sports uh, things. And let's say you can do that, where yeah. you can just jump around, and then yeah, share your screen with your family, or do this Nintendo thing where you could just give the headset to someone else and then they play the next bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, like, uh, PlayStation isn't more really mature. targeted it's more to, yeah, it's not really, like, for the kids. You know what I mean? Of but course I, kids I, play I do, on it, but I I, it's point, not though. the approach they yeah. go for. Yeah, no, it would be amazing. But, uh, yeah, sure. I guess I guess we'll find out for sure next week. So, yeah, mark uh, Thursday, the 2nd of June uh, in your calendars to find out but, what's going to happen. So one thing you said, you said, like, that's what you said at the start, that you expected them to give some dates on that too, some launch dates. No, no, no. But no, no, no. I don't okay, think they'll give okay. launch dates. Because that wouldn't make any sense, right? Because then you can kind of guess when, when the PSVR yeah. 2 would maybe come out. No, I don't think they'll give us so launch dates. It's all going to be like, uh, this uh, is probably next year for sure. Like probably yeah. like coming in 2023. But this yeah. earlier, another one that I'm... anything but just CGI trailers? Like, 
I want to see gameplay. I want to see gameplay. We're definitely going to see a few CGI trailers and a few where I I think it's going to be a mashup of all kinds of crazy stuff. Another one that I am half expecting is uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, maybe. It would work well in VR with the whole scale thing, you know. There's one I I hope we don't get. Okay? I'm sorry, Devs. Golem 2. Please don't (laughs) show us. Until you're ready, don't drop that shit. Thank you. It's not going to happen in 2023, that's for sure, (laughs) if that's going to come. So that's, uh, yeah, 2nd of June. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll talk about it on the next show anyway, regardless what happens. So now uh, the next bit of news, quite quite interesting. Uh, This information comes from the internet's VR detective and friend of the show. Sadly, it's Bradley. (laughs) Uh, We should get him on the show, actually. We should get him on the show to talk about this stuff. But um, a while ago, he posted on Twitter that a string was found in the Quest's software uh, version 24 that referred to something called Avalanche Cloud Gaming. Did you guys pick up on any of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was suggested back then that this could be the beginning of Meta's plans to bring PC VR cloud gaming to the Quest, um, but he suggested that it would be some way off in terms of it actually releasing. Well, uh, this week, a member of the community shared with Brad a screenshot seemingly showing that they had access to this avalanche mode, which was in alpha, um, and they found it under the experimental settings on their Quest, and then they further said that they were able to activate it and remotely play Asgard's Wrath on their quest from a cloud server hosted by Meta. Yeah. So, again, I would take this one with a pinch of salt. It's kind of a bit out there. They did show a screenshot with this Avalanche Alpha showing there under experimental features, but... But there wasn't a switch next to it. It was just like a like a, a one of those page link icons, right? that's so... how you launch it. But um, okay. apparently this person was in the UK. They were able to acti- activate it and like play some of this game. Uh, Brad did further say on, on Twitter that this person said that the quality wasn't very good um, and that it might have been because they were in the UK and you know these internal testing servers are likely going to be in the US and that might explain it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting really that this kind of com- com- has come to light. Because wait, wait, wait. So I, you know what pops up in my mind straight away now is like, on. you know why they would launch this? Not necessarily because they care about PC VR, but as you may know, like AirLink and also Oculus Link has been such a, like, it's a very uh, used feature. A lot of people also buy quests now to turn it into a PC VR headset. Mm-hmm. If they don't do it straight away. They will do it later because they get bored of the library and they want more. And the thing is, a lot of people have used Oculus Home as a gateway to go to Steam. No one really cares about Oculus Home. You just click on the You need Oculus Home to kind of yeah. get there, and that's it. No one cares about the rest that is just there. And with this, they can kind of restrict people yeah. to just say, okay, listen, you can play our library, but uh-uh, it's our computer, our cloud computer. That's all you're going to play. So that's, no, that's, more, that's, no that, more Steam. That's 100% what they'll do for cloud gaming. They won't be able to restrict that for local PC VR users. But yeah, you're, no. to- you're totally right. They'll control yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be like, like yeah. again, they can there's, take There's no way that they're going to allow you to access their no. server to then log into Steam. Well, like they're not going to do that. Maybe some smart man will but, be able to kind of, but yeah. But we do know they, 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 it's not the first time we've seen cloud uh, VR gaming uh, on Quest, you know, PC VR cloud gaming on Quest, uh, because we had platforms already that have done this, like Shadow Play, which I tried in the past. Uh, we also had uh, Pluto Sphere yeah. uh, that do the same thing. Um, but both of these services were were kind of locked out of the main 
store, even locked out of App Lab by Meta, um, because apparently they updated their terms a while back, saying that um, applications that stream immersive VR content may only do so from a local source. That is, a device that the customer has physical access to. Streaming from virtual devices or cloud sources is not allowed. So they kind of put the, the gates up for other people to do potentially what they're planning to offer themselves. And we've seen this kind of mm. stuff from them before in the past. Um, but yeah, Pluto Sphere, if you want to check it out, it's available on SciQuest. Like we mentioned earlier, SciQuest, you can sideload content onto your headset. And Shadow has their own APK, which you can also sideload and access those services uh, that way. But it's not, again, it's not the first time that Meta have said that they're going to, you know, th this is their plan. This is in their roadmap. Because Jason Rubin said a long, long time ago that Meta plan on bringing cloud gaming, not only just to VR, but also to Facebook as well, because they want to have gaming on, uh, um, you know, as part of their uh, Facebook gaming platform, they want to be able to stream games a bit like, you know, what Google did and what, what Amazon have been doing. And every sort of big company have been sort of dipping their toes into sort of cloud uh, gaming services. Mm. But um, the thing, obviously, the problem with VR cloud gaming services is you know it it's it's completely reliant on your internet connection you know if it if it's if it's stable if you've got enough speed and even hosting a show like this you can see the technical problems that we have and you know and we're just pushing a, a 2D video stream and some audio you know when when you're pushing VR and and that sort of resolution and that frame rate times two for you know one for each eye there's a lot of a lot of bandwidth to push there so. But with that, the headset could be way smaller because you could take everything out and it's just a pair of glasses and you just stream the whole thing and welcome to totally. the, it well, will, let's say, future. It will happen uh, eventually. I think it's inevitable that it will happen eventually. Like you say, we'll get to that Ready Player One style you know, yeah, there's headset. there's nothing in it anymore. Besides that just connects to the internet and we can stream. Uh, yeah, stream. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're a long way from that. But it's just interesting that this stuff seems to be being tested internally. It is. Um, as, still, like, as awesome as this is, and I totally spot, I, I, I'm totally down for this. But the weird part is, is like they do this and they all use Oculus Home or the library there, but they're not making PC VR games anymore. No. And all the stuff that is on it is like ancient AF. So you're going to play things you're like, why are the controls so weird and why are the UI and why does nothing make sense anymore? And I think that's kind of the thing I'm like, I don't see them magically make PC VR games, well, uh, well, to be honest with th you. This is a point that, you know, I, I wrote down is that is that they would have to start investing heavily into PC VR content again. Yeah, 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 if they yeah, want yeah, this yeah, to yeah. be successful, they have to, because like you say, I, they're not going to allow people to go on Steam. So then they're going to have to start putting money back the into thing, their own yeah, library. But the thing is, they're... Stormland, like, the, the, the trouble is, this has been a buzzword for several years now. I, I want to ask a question here. Like, do you guys use or do you know a friend who heavily uses, forget VR for a second, just just uh, streamed gameplay? Like, I didn't install the, I, the, the game locally. I, I actually know someone that played the entirety of Half-Life Alex using a Shadow PC. Uh, your experiences with Shadow, was it comfortable? Was it, it, it okay? was fine. It was fine. But like you say, you've got to have a consistent connection. And the thing with Shadow was that it was never really designed to be used with VR. It was just a, 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 a cloud PC that you can do whatever you want with. You know, you could work from it. You could game on it. You could do whatever you want. It just so happened yeah. that virtual desktop worked incredibly well from it. Uh, and people just started to use it that way um, to the point where they, they became completely oversubscribed. This technology um, is, is not that far off this is definitely in the in the next coming years i'll see that coming mm. up far more uh 
considering just the importance of cloud and the 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 improvements that that have been made in in the in the recent years like yeah. I, I wouldn't give this another 5 to 10 years before i see this actually popping up i think I, I it's totally in that time frame but i think you know if you think that. about the amount of quest 2s out there in the wild now like we're talking millions you know from the rumors that suggest that um, if they could all now pay a monthly subscription to activate this PC VR content from the Oculus Store, like th- there's potentially a lot of money to be had there that they could then reinvest into the PC VR ecosystem, then it could be a good thing for everyone. But, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I you know, th- this is, this is you know, take this information with a pinch of salt because, you know, we don't yeah. know if this is true. Um, but also, like, l- let's not forget that that Meta, even though, like, it's not like they're going to have to, of course, they're going to have to reinvest into, like, building PC VR, but they have a lot of companies that have developed VR applications, both for PC and for the Quest, already in their pocket, you know, like the, there are so many but, yeah, but experienced not, VR developers Yeah, but then, then you're are, bringing, yeah, but Quest, like PC and Quest, it's a total separate thing. If you bring that, then... Ah, I know, I know well, that. But, but, but also with the state of the ports that we've seen just recently, the PC VR, but like PC <laughs> VR ports same. of the Quest game, like why would yeah. you log into a server if it looks exactly the same because yeah, they're yeah, using yeah, the yeah, same yeah. assets? I, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm talking if they're, if they're going to start developing games yeah. from the ground up, they'll have the expertise in-house to develop everything that they need, probably far more experienced companies than the companies that are working on VR right now. I I do think they can, like, if this is all true and real, whatever, I I do think they can nail the the shadow thing. But I am very skeptical about them uh, going back to the PC VR market because they abandoned it for so long that it's not like you can just abandon it and then uh, rebuild it out so. of nowhere. Really, That's I, I not really how it works. I don't think they see it that way. And I don't think, because if you look at Steam, what is the most used headset that is there? That's true. That's yeah. true. Is, is it's Steam quest. has been abandoned as well in many ways. So it's not just, yeah, just, okay, but just Oculus Steam, abandoning their platform. But yeah, true. But Steam is still getting updates and stuff. Like Oculus Home is just in a state of like true. a cryo sleep where there's make, nothing. Doesn't that make, put like Meta in like an ideal position that they have the most used headset on a platform? That yeah, but that's they don't what I'm saying. Control? Like they, they have no control over that. And I feel like they want to use Oculus Home to get people on that, but they don't want people to go to Steam because yeah. they created like something that is genius. But for them, it's also a monster because people now just like Oculus Home is just a gateway for Steam. Different use so case. it's it's nice for them, but all the all the data that they could have like gotten out of it goes to Steam, goes to Valve, doesn't go to Meta. No, it doesn't. It this does. cloud, so this cloud streaming could be used for a slightly different thing, right? So remember we had that problem when we had like Medal of Honor come to Quest, and it used up so much storage space. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits of of streaming is that your onboard storage can be less yeah so smaller okay not smaller physical size because we're talking about you know literally ram sticks size memory yeah. in any of these devices but if you but memory is expensive and so if you can drive down the price of the headset and instead point someone back to a data center and and usurp control over where they're spending what they're streaming to what their primary store will be then there is like a double win-win benefit there because you're driving down the product price. Uh, you're perhaps even streamlining what's available. You might only do a headset in one variant now uh, instead of two, which helps you on manufacturing and logistics and a whole bunch of other things, support included. Um, but that's interesting because if, if you could you know, reduce that to say uh, 64 gigabyte or, or you know, uh, even less, like a 32 gigabyte headset, which is really lean, it's got the operating system, and you can put your own user files on it, but basically all of the 
games that you would install, although they would be quest titles, we're no longer talking about kind of PC VR titles, you're doing quest titles on there. No, um, I think I think that's pointless because you'd always want to have it locally for, you know, if, if the internet goes down or something goes wrong, you want to take it to a friend's house, you want to play in the park, whatever you want to do. Um, so I don't see that I don't see them providing quest content this way. I, I do see them providing PC VR content this way because yeah. you know if you say someone you have a choice, you can buy a thousand dollar PC or you can pay twenty dollars a month to access PC VR quality content. Then you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be swayed yeah. towards that for sure. I, but I think I you just know, feel like this is an experiment, and it and it's not necessarily about gaming because I I think they just don't have the PC VR platform anymore. To make it relevant, I, I don't think there needs to be something else I, there I, I, that, I that, that, that they want to get. The PCVR platform you know? is, is is underestimated. I really but think so. I don't think PCVR is relevant right now, regardless. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So that, <laughs> you know, there and, is something and the else is, for them the too. Is, Maybe just research. The thing is, research. They, they could get this up and running tomorrow, but who's going to jump onto it? Because <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not the best rated PCVR game is on Steam. It's Half Life Alex. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, like if 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 Meta is not investing in PCVR, then PCVR is dead, right? Because we see it. That's that's basically what happens. But I think that the point that Meta decides, okay, we're going to start reinvesting in PCVR, they will see that 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 market come alive again, and I hope Steam so. can do what it wants. Yeah. But Steam is still a, it's a PC platform. The reason why there's so many people using PCVR is because they have PC games on there and they're familiar with the platform. And of course, like Meta wants a piece of that cake because they want to yeah. have. A, PC VR on I, there I, as well, but, it, but I, I at the same it, time, the amount yeah, of data I, I, that they can collect through Steam is still enormous. But the thing right? is, talking like, developer yeah. relations, really, Rowdy, because once they have the platform capability, it doesn't have to be uh, first, first, not first person. What's the term? First party IP. Like they don't <laughs> mm-hmm. have to necessarily develop it or fund it directly they, because they, they've already got people feeding from the prop. The developers yeah. will help fill in that those those cracks. Yeah. But it, they, they, they have a lot but the current state of the PCVR market right now is not for the casual that they are trying to target with Quest. But that's no. because so, they're not investing in it. If they start, no, but I don't think it, they, if they, they. If they start, I don't know. They 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 already have now a contact with Rockstar, and they they now say, okay, we're gonna make Rockstar is gonna make the next uh, GTA, and we're, they're gonna specifically develop a VR section for us. And it's not going to go on Steam. It's only going to go on our market. It's specifically I, I, I for think PC. It's on cloud gaming. Everyone can access it. You pay twenty dollars a month. Like, they, I, I, if they, if they, I'm not saying they're going to do that. But if know. they go that route, they'll be able to revitalize like, like, PCVR. They don't want but, to now because they got they got a money money pig that is yeah, called. That the almost Quest. sounds like circumventing <laughs> the, the the power of the Quest and trying <laughs> to then make games that are not made for the system to then put them on the PC. So I think it sounds way too ambitious to. Just state that they are going to bring back PCVR. They're not interested in that. The, 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 one thing that moment, is a challenge yeah. is if you, and this is this has happened to a lot of big players, if you step away from uh, that production line, you lose your developers. Your talent goes away pretty fast, um, and mm-hmm. and bringing that back, uh, like turning that dial back up to high again, costs a lot to reinvent. I can't remember who much. mentioned it, but they they own some decent studios now, like Sanzaru Games, for example, and. And uh, you know the lone echo devs beat Saber. They, those they, they those studios, like like like. I mean, it's like it's like an expanding box, right? So you have developers mm. who are working on VR projects, but because of the nature of return on investment for for any game studio, that's an expansion thing. Like you'll have contract devs, right, who are really great at VR, and twenty of them you just got to let go because you don't have an active project for a year. But a, but a bit like but Game Pass, the, the money the money the monthly subscription money will help fund these games and help 
pay for these games potentially for the service yeah sure well, you, don't, you, don't you only come back and the the only reason why that i could come up with why they would want to do this is because playstation is coming and those games are going to be way more impressive than what yeah. you can play on the quest i, I agree and, I and agree. people are going to be like what is this for like like eight bit stuff i just want to play the, the 8k no, things I, I, and i think this, they can kind of counter that a little bit possibly Possibly. Why wouldn't Sony have this? I think Sony will be out of the gates with this technology before. Yeah, I, I don't think this will be Meta limited will. to just Meta. I think everyone no. will have something mm-hmm. like this in the future. Course, yeah. But it, I, like I said, I think it is inevitable. It's just a question of time. Um, yeah. You know, but the Oculus, Oculus uh, as as the software platform and the library needs a complete reboot, and you need no, a lot of money for no, that. I agree. A lot but of money. Again, again, well, I'm sure again, Meta has has enough money for that. Th- this is <laughs> yeah, this they is, do. This <laughs> is just yeah. again, I would treat this as rumor speculation. You know, we don't. Know that this is true, but it's, it's, a, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting, nevertheless. But like I said, if you want to check out uh, PC VR uh, game streaming now, check out uh, Pluto Sphere and um, Shadow right. PC. It's interesting because someone in the chat, Fernando uh, G- uh, Gallego, uh, said that you played the entirety of Half Life Alex as well using a Shadow PC. So, uh, wait, wait, so oh, yeah, for, I, I for, think for, that's for, common. Really, yeah, for one moment, so. like let me let me let me uh, let my ima- imagination go well. So you have next year, okay? You have PlayStation VR two dropping. Then you have this this shadow PC thing. So the Quest becomes as powerful as the PSVR two in a way, with like just a like a shard cut. Mm-hmm. And then Valve was like, oh, but wait, Steam VR? You know what? We'll we'll, we'll come with another headset. And then, then you well, have like the, this, the, the, the Deckard rumor that we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So then, then you know, well, uh, uh, Meta's trying to get people uh, off Steam VR again. Then Velma's was like, yeah, no, wait a second, we got a headset for you again. Yeah. You know, so I hope that happens. I hope that happens. Yeah. But then that's, that's the, the competition. What we yeah. want, and then, so. and then you start to see. Yeah, games or at least money getting pumped into game development. Well, let's, you guys let's have move. good energy today. I'm just going to say that because like we've had a good like brimming conversation yeah. on this topic. But... Yeah, my blood's boiling okay. now. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's calm things down a little bit. Let's cool our jets. <laughs> okay. You like this segue? Jets, because like I'm going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick. Cool no, our jets. Mike, I don't want no. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I'm going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick, um, the sequel to the classic '80s movie Top Gun, uh, which just released in cinemas and so far has had a pretty positive reception, I think, in its reviews. Uh, But to coincide with the movie's release, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator have released some free Top Gun Maverick DLC so you can feel the need for speed for yourself in glorious VR. So this DLC offers quite a bit of content, actually. Uh, You get a Top Gun Maverick edition livery for the F-18 Super Hornet. Nice. Three training missions for the Super Hornet uh, jet, which uh, has a bunch of different things you get to experience, like uh, radical flight maneuvers, unrestricted takeoffs, uh, low altitude, high speed maneuvering through complex terrain. So you're really going to be sort of like dusting through the canyons and that kind of stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, They've got five high speed, low level challenges that require the utmost skill to navigate um, again through canyons and mountains. This is this is what really excites me, actually. Um, a carrier deck landing challenge. So an aircraft carrier, you have to land on it uh, with the F-18. And if you've seen this in real life, it's pretty freaking incredible because they use like a, a hook type like um, and like elastic type mechanism where you land the jet on the plane that kind of like holds it back. It's completely oh. insane to watch. Like go and Google it. It's mental. That's yeah. an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so, an actual so thing. If you're yeah. landing what? a fighter jet on a carrier... There isn't enough runway on the carrier given the, the speed of the plane. So they use a yeah. braking mechanism, like 
Like I said, it's an elastic. It's like a long I didn't know that. tensile cord and yeah. a hook at the back of the plane. So what you have to do as a pilot, you have to smack it down on the back end. The hook catches the cord and it and basically st- skids it st- to oh. a halt. Crazy! Yeah. What the heck? Very so, difficult maneuver to, to land on. And that's in that, that they actually put that yeah, in yeah, the game. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that in the <laughs> wow. DLC. Um, plus, okay. plus, um, they have a never-before-unveiled hypersonic aircraft that attains speeds of Mach 10 and altitudes greater of 50, 150,000 feet above sea level. Uh, and there's a mission to use that new aircraft to roar into the stratosphere. Um, Blackbird or what kind of? Craft? It, it's kind of like. Uh, it, if you watch the trailer for Top Gun Maverick, there's a, a scene which shows this aircraft. I don't know, obviously, what mm. context it has in the movie. He obviously, has to do some super secret mission where he has to fly this incredible plane. But that's in this DLC as well. The cool thing it's is... It's a really cool tie-in for Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's awesome. It's awesome. They, they actually had all this lined up um, a while ago, but because the movie got delete, uh, delayed, they delayed the DLC as well. Um, but this is all free, so it's pretty cool. Um, oh. The other thing is... Um, since November of last year, and I think I tried, the last time I tried MS Flight Sim was before then, but apparently since then they've added um, virtual controllers. So you don't have to have a HOTAS, you don't have to use a gamepad. You can actually use your VR motion controllers to grab the virtual mm-hmm. flight stick in the cockpit of these planes and control oh, cool. your experience uh, using your controllers, which is pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out the movie. I'm planning to see it next week, and then I'm going to check out this, uh, this, this DLC as well. So I'll let you know what I think uh, on, on the next show. But so Microsoft Flight Simulator, if, you, if I think about it as, as someone who is not necessarily into that kind of stuff, I think about a more, well, let's say, uh, I wouldn't say casual, but it's very immersive, but it, it's, it's just more, okay, you fly from one spot to the other and that's it. But this sounds like you turn it into a Red Bull Air Race. Yeah, it's a bit and more. It's, it, so and that wasn't there before, right? So this uh, the, kind of, or, what, or did you jets. have to just use your imagination to do yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. There are jets and stuff but like that. But now it's like, like an actual gamified yeah, they, they they they've they've put these um, <laughs> these challenges and uh, training missions in the actual locations where the movie was shot. So they're kind of trying oh, to recreate yeah. the movie in that sense. So it's, it's, the it's very cool. I have. Can you shoot rockets on the cities? I don't think so. I don't think so, Rowdy. No, no. Typical. Fly, fly typical to Mike's house straight away. Yeah. Just Bob. Um, but yeah, Mike's house. Mike's house is first on my <laughs> on my radar. But yeah, if Let's you want to check it out, DLC. you can check it out now. It's available. It's been available <laughs> since Wednesday, so uh, go, go and download it. And if you need to download the whole game again, I pray for you because it took me forever because it's like wow. 140 gigabytes or something like that, and uh, you have to I'm, I'm, download it from their servers, which is painful. I really want to know the the the, the comparison between Microsoft Flight Simulator and these kind of combat training missions um, and and like DCS, because DCS is typically the mill sim of yeah. flight sims, right? Like, and like, it has like, modules that are literally, you know, one plane yeah. and you, you you pay 50 quid or whatever for it. Yeah. And oh, you just yeah, do yeah, that yeah. one plane. And then there's yeah. 120 different <laughs> modules that are each yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is the most yeah, expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls-Royce <laughs> simulator that you can, you can get, I think, uh, for, yeah. for standard consumers. So, yeah. so seeing them blend into that territory makes me really curious for like hardcore flight simmers, how do the two compare? Like, well, how is, I, I, I don't how think you're going to be shooting missiles and rockets and stuff like that. Whereas you no, can, no, no, no. De- but just the, but, um, the actual cockpit, like how realistic yeah. is the cockpit, the control mechanisms that you have to deal well, with. Like for VR, that's really important to someone who wants to be a training pilot in a sim. Right? What I've always experienced or from what I've seen is that MS flight sim is a better looking game than DCS. I'm, I might get flamed for this. Um, but you know, that, that's just my opinion. I think, 
uh, it looks better. But like you say, it's, it's aimed at the more casual market because you can turn off all the assists and just, you know, you don't have to be able to fly anything and you can fly these planes uh, in, in MS flight sim. Um, do they, do they, is there also like some kind of voiceover telling you that you're Tom Cruise? No, sadly or, not. Or it's not, be, there's not like awesome. really uh, like a little story like, but, oh, you're but, Tom Cruise now, uh, good luck. I think and, uh, like you said with the pod racing at the beginning of the show, I'd love if I can just sh- chuck you in the back seat and like do some yeah. like, loop the loops and some twists and make would, you throw up in your headset. I, I, you know when I said, I said this before, the first time you started talking about this flight simulator, I said like, I just want to sit in the back as a passenger. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, uh, so where's my lunch, you know? And then Mike has to fly the plane, but also has to that make would, me stuff in the kitchen. That would be amazing I, I if it was like a proper commercial jet and you had like four, you know, like 50 <laughs> people in headsets <laughs> as passengers Dude. in the plane during the flight. That'd be amazing. Well, like I, I know I, I wasn't allowed to talk about Rec Room at the start, but there is an airport in Rec Room and there are people who do the contraband. There are people who do the ticket oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah, you have people making like proper food. Role play. You have people flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they are freaking serious about it. If you make a joke, it's like it's not real. They get really angry. Wow. <laughs> Did they just conceive Microsoft Lunch Simulator? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it sounds amazing. I would love to do that. So that's uh, that's MS Flight Sim. Let us know, by the way, if you've got experience of MS Flight Sim and DCS uh, in the chat. If you let us know which one you think is better and but why. Uh, I think this, this is the stuff that I like. You know, when you have games and they get DLC and it's okay, but this is like this is so immersive. I I, I just this was made for it, and it just sounds super cool. So you watch the movie. And you're like, I can now play something extremely realistic that kind of looks the same. And yeah. I think that's just awesome. But you need a super great NASA computer that's, to run it. Yeah, and, well. a lo- and a lot of like terabytes of... Yeah, yeah. That's why we need yeah. cloud gaming. Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is why, this is, this, nice. this is why uh, nice the, the, the rumor is true. Yeah. yeah. So final bit of news this week comes from Joyway, the creators of VR mm. games Stride and Against, both of which I thought were pretty decent games, actually. I enjoyed them both. But they had a third game in the works called Outlier. I don't know if you guys remember this or have seen this game, Outlier. Uh, but it was like a kind of roguelike game with shooter and RPG elements, procedurally generated levels. Um, and it launched on Steam. It launched on Steam in early access on the 17th of March. And they were planning to bring this game eventually to the Quest, like they did with Stride. So they launched it on Steam eventually planned to bring it to Quest. However, it received kind of a, a mediocre response uh, from players on launch. Uh, the game now, two months later, currently sits with 76 reviews on Steam, giving an overall mixed review rating. Mm. Some reviews pl- praise the, the kind of movement and feel of the game, but most of them highlight the lack of variety when it comes to enemies and guns, which left the game kind of feeling a bit bare. Many said that they could like run through uh, and complete the game in like 20 minutes. 30 minutes, maybe yeah. even up to an hour. Um, and the thing is, if you're not with a roguelike, if you're not unlocking more powerful weapons or seeing bigger and more powerful enemies, like you say, it's going to get boring really quickly. So now, just after two months after its release, they've announced that they're actually cancelling the project altogether. Uh, and they're going to be removing the game from Steam and abandoning any plans to bring the game to the quest. Uh, in a statement, uh, they said... Our plans for this project were ambitious, but unfortunately we overestimated the demand for this game. According to our calculations, we would have we would have had to involve a significant part of the development team to work on this project over the next 8 to 12 months, with a low probability that the, the project will ever achieve at least financial self-sufficiency. The lesson has mm-hmm. been learned, and we will re- reallocate human and financial resources to our other projects, Stride and Against. The thing is, we've talked about this on the show you know, that Joyway are starting, well, 
we talked about back then that they were starting to get a reputation. Uh, they already for, had the reputation from what, the get-go. Exactly. I warned people for it. Yeah. But. They, they, they had this reputation of not being able to finish games that they started. So they would release games in early access. They, they, they had two other games, I think, before Stride and Against uh, that they never they finished. They made great trailers. Yeah, they, they made... Uh, great uh, trailers. They time made Hacker. Brain Zombies and, and Time Hacker. Yeah. And, and I think one of them is still uh, coming soon. And it's they, they started, like... Uh, you know, putting it on the Steam page like three years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they 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 obviously know that they've they've messed up. But they, this is the, the feedback they got from the community. The community are ultimately going to you know decide with their wallets, you know, what happens here. And I think you know they're probably just annoyed that why would I put money into another Joyway game when I just don't know if it's ever going to be finished. And that's possibly partly why this game wasn't so successful because, like I said, it did have some good elements to it that people thought were pretty cool but I, I just think people lost faith in them ultimately being able to yeah, deliver I, on their promise and like I, the development team has the talent to make some really cool stuff but higher ups decide for a different kind of like the, the way they want to make money in the vr scene yes is not the way you do it no no you don't you don't you don't over promise and under deliver you know which is basically what they've done because they've they promised a, a story mode with stride ever since it was conceived and against you know i think is a really good music rhythm game something very very different and and out of the three games it was the one that felt the most complete because it did actually have a decent amount of content there but you know of course with any sort of music rhythm game like synth riders like beat saber you want those constant updates more content because you want to keep playing because otherwise once you've played them all a dozen times yeah, and maybe done, made it yeah. to hard mode then you you're done you know but i i think i think they they are or were i don't know what they're going for now but they 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 were very focused on on just quick cash grabs to just kind of quickly make money and then go to the next uh, thing that's what it seemed and, uh, for sure and 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 then like that that business model doesn't work because there's no progress in the companies like you know people are not like hyped anymore and then yeah. you're not going anywhere well if they really focused on one thing and they made it amazing then you would get more funding you could make a bigger game but instead they just wanted to quickly make money everywhere yeah and and, and, and now it's kind of, you know, got back to them. And that might not be the case, yeah. but that's certainly the community perception of what they're doing. Because um, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, of course, but that's certainly what how it looks. But it, I, I, I think, that... or at least that's what it feels like, mm. a little shady. I mean, from the get-go, I found them shady. I remember them reaching out to me for Stride and they said like, hey, we got a new update coming. I said like, listen... If you finish your game first with your story mode that you keep telling people about, then I'll check it out. Yeah. And then they told me this whole story, like we have multiple teams working on things, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And now we get this where yeah. I, I, the, find, the I thing, find this company just I very really strange. Like about their their titles and their trailers as well as like how smooth uh, their gameplay looks. I, I like I think Stride was like maybe the ultimate example of that is that they they do have like parts of that really I think like nailed down, uh, and I see definitely I, I talent, that talented. About, yeah, and, and I, talented, I saw that yeah. about this uh, this trailer as well. Like, cause I, I I mean you guys all know I I've said that a couple of times already. I would like to see something like prototype or like Infamous mm. Sun or something more like like where you have like superpowers and like more like a story driven mode game. I think that would that that would like just work so great in VR and this game kind of like I mean of course I knew that, that they weren't going to include like a story mode and it felt more like you know roguelike build build yourself up uh, but I, like the mechanics again like I do I do think they have that part again nailed down and I, I, I do I mean I do applaud them for like for 
you know, trying doing that because that's not an easy task to do. And I hope that, you know, like with their future titles or maybe the, the when they go a different direction, I do hope that, you know, that's that knowledge that they have and that is being passed down and that the other developer studios can learn from that as well. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope they'd get back into the rhythm of just finishing what they started and then, you know, gain the community's trust again, because otherwise, yeah. you know, then they're not going to get away with releasing another mm. game in early access again, because everyone's going to be like, no way, you actually cancelled this project. Like people put money yeah. into this. You know, it's, I, just, it's I just hope they're going to reorganize. Like the 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 dev team is amazing. Like what I've seen looks really really cool. It's just from higher up, they just need to change the way they want to make money, mm. and 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 really think about the long term because everything they've done so far is short term stuff. Mm. It's all like, oh, here's something fun. Uh, give some feedback of what you want to see, and that's it. And and like they already kind of proved that they weren't planning on finishing any of the projects. So far, I haven't really seen any of the projects yet that has properly been finished. But like, um, like I said, you know, they, they said that they've learned the lesson and that they're going to they're gonna know, work go back stride to stride and against. Yeah. So it, it, it's idea. now just up to them to prove it. But I, I think this was also partly because of the fact that uh, apparently they were located in Russia and then they, they were off the store because Meta was boycotting... Uh, uh, apparently like VR games that came out of Russia. So they had to also move away from there and relocate. So that's also why this is happening. So mm-hmm. this is not only because of the community backfiring, it's also because their game wasn't on the store for like two uh, uh, weeks mm-hmm. because apparently they're a Russian uh, dev studio. Uh, and now I, th- I, I checked their Twitter this week, they're in Cyprus suddenly. So they're also uh, like moving from different parts of the world, uh, moving everywhere. I don't know, like, uh, I'm kind of... Cypress and Tax being, Haven? I think it is. Uh, I, I think so, That's yeah. That's what I but remember. It's one of those I, places I always that said you with, can... I always said with them, like, their stuff looks amazing. Just be very, very careful where you throw your money mm-hmm. in, especially with these guys. Let, let, let's see what they say, if they're really going to change it up. Maybe they should start by, yeah, taking down multiple projects and just focus on one and uh, bring the storyline for a stride and then, uh, yeah, build back the trust. We, yeah. we do see this actually a fair bit. Like my, my opinion on Joyway is is pretty simple. I think they're a, out of all of the gold panning developers that are out there, and if, you, if, if you're responsible for checking releases on Steam on a weekly basis, I can tell you exactly this is what you see. You will see like mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, Chinese or, or a lot of Eastern companies in particular um, that, that, that they're gold panning. They're just trying to find what hits. It's kind of like looking for their own personal beat saber, but they'll have 12 titles in the back catalog, all with just generic names. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Wave Shooter VR. Uh, I'm not even joking. Some of these names are so simple yeah, but uh, it, that they're like this. But they're like, a, they're like a premium gold panning developer. And yeah, I think what that's, they are doing the interesting part. is they're, yeah, that's the interesting they're, they're sitting on the fence almost between the two sides, right? And they could <laughs> yeah, fall yeah, yeah, yeah. into the, in, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. bad side, or they could yeah. decide to upgrade, learn from it and grow. And so I hope their, their at least public response, their PR response to the situation follows with their actions in the coming years. If they, if they depends, tie the bow on their, their existing yeah. projects, and yeah. if they in future... I don't remember who, which one of you said it, but if they if they try not to bite off more than they can chew, <laughs> and commit to a a well scoped endeavor with deadlines, give us you know deliver to that commitment. Yeah. I think they I think they can actually blossom into a studio that does very well. Rowdy's like right. I, said, I mean the marketing they're, they're, they're side. They're talented. Yeah, got, they're talented. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of potential the there. I just hope that the people, cool, right? They're actually yeah. trying out. Like Outlier was a neat idea. It was a neat idea. Yeah, especially because like it it released around the same time time as Returnal did, and yeah. you know like Returnal is a roguelike. One of my favorite games from last year. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, That's coming to PC, isn't it? it well, rumored, yeah. Rumored. Oh, rumored. Okay. Um, yeah. I hope so. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I just hope they're going to be transparent from now on. Just communicate. If, if you can't finish your stuff, then don't keep it on the store for until like things are at the point where people are like, where did I pay my money for? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, that is all the news. I've wrapped it up. Wow. So uh, now it's time to hand it over to, uh, to Zim, who's going to take over the reins and give us this week's top picks of games releasing in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've actually got a couple of decent ones to look forward to. One that I'm actually really excited for. I wonder if you can guess which one it is. I hope it's not the one that I cut. <laughs> I hope uh, you didn't. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Probably not. Mant- Mantis VR Simulator yeah. 2. As long as it's not the re-release, then you're safe, Mike. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Releases this week. I've got three releases and three or four uh, mentions to take us through. Uh, the first one is quite a gorgeous looking, I'll say artisan title. Uh, it's called Shores of Loki or, or Shores of Lochi. I don't know. Maybe there's an Italian sw- sway oh. to this one. It's a PCVR uh, Steam-based title. Uh, it's $15, 10 pounds, dropped on the 24th of May. So this is playable now. Uh, this is a single-player narrative puzzle game uh, that is... VR specific, boasting compelling characters, cinematic scenes, and surreal worlds. Uh, the shores of Loki, I'll say Loki, but it's, a, it's L-O-C-I, will transport you to other dimensions to create visions larger than life. So in this puzzle game, it's quite interesting. And I think if you liked ghost giant puzzling places, or you would just simply have a knack for putting together Ikea furniture, and I think this little puzzle gem is for you. Um, you know, you're assembling giants, you're assembling towns and villages to rebuild cities of this place, uh, and you get to see it, you know, assemble uh, and transform before your eyes with some quite gorgeous animations. So Yeah, I like the way that short... this looks. Yeah, it looks really enticing. Uh, from the reviews on Steam, I would say it's short and sweet. So it's about two hours in length in terms of gameplay time. And for 15 bucks or, or you know, around about 10 pounds, um, you just have to know that going in. So that, you know, if that's what you want, you want something kind of short and sweet, but well-developed, looks good. So that's Shores of Loki. That is nice, cool. Already. Yeah. Next one, another looker. Okay. And this one has been on people's radar for at least the last two months. Uh, the last Clockwinder. Uh, this yes. is coming as well. This is 2nd of June. So just, just a couple of days away for this one. It is what I would call a clone automation game with a heavy story. Uh, so you are responsible for these clockwork contraptions, uh, almost these like little robots they call gardeners. And um, you make intricate uh, contraptions out of these clones of yours while restoring life to this ancient tree. So your, your mission is to basically repair the clock tower, which was an ancient haven for the galaxy's plants and seeds. And you use the clockwinder's gloves uh, to turn every task into a looping clockwork automation. Uh, and and so I think that that's a really interesting spin. We've seen this in, in yes. VR before. Um, before it, it's been a little frustrating in some of those titles for me personally. I do like puzzle games. I'm not quite as much of a puzzler, I'd say, as Mike is. He's got the he's got the mind for it, maybe more so than I. <laughs> I have the patience for it, but don't always succeed. We won't we won't mention past titles from End Dreams right now. 
but this looks like interesting because you're able to set up an interconnected system of automons, uh, automatons, and then you're like harvesting, growing resources, and working to save the clock tower. I love the look of this game. I love the look of this yeah. game. It looks awesome. I like the concept as well. Yeah. And I, I saw clips from the developers um, where instead of just doing the action and, and passing on the, the stuff, some of the automatons, they were making them juggle and do like funny little skits. Mm. So like oh, they're kind of like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, uh, kind of like broke it up a little bit and had a little bit of fun with it. But yeah, it looks awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking this one out. I like I like how like for if you were going to make a clone automation game, all the other games I've played have been like, oh, these are echoes of your spirit or some technology or what. This story actually binds very well with the subject matter at hand. Yeah. So I hope it will be as uh, as adorable uh, and as accomplished as it looks. It looks quite good, and from all of the vocals that you can hear when you hear the audio trailer, you know, we're not playing that for you now. You just see the visuals. Uh, hope not. Sounds good. Usually, I, I hear good audio and I think, okay, this is a game that's been catered for you know it's been looked after well, there's that that's the last clock winder okay nice next of the uh the big title releases that we have coming up on the 9th of june we've got green hell vr so if you're in for a survival game you want to kind of they call it an open world survival game set in the amazonian rainforest and based on the successful pc title so this is a pc title it's kind of been rebuilt uh for vr we've seen a lot of success in titles like this i think back targeting to we talked about resident evil earlier what about Alien Isolation? There's plenty of titles that um, have had you, have put you into the throes of, of, of difficulty uh, and had you kind of struggle your way out. So this is going to be no different. You have to maintain your hunger, your thirst, fatigue, and even your mental health, uh, just like we have had to do in the last three years. All of this <laughs> lockdown and plagues and nonsense that's been going on. I tell you, locusts are probably coming next. Uh, but it's not locusts you have to worry about in the jungle. Uh, it's more leeches and uh, wild animal attacks. Tropical diseases, uh, these can strike you from uh, anywhere. So you've got to go in with your crafting hat on and make yourself survive in the jungle no, of the Amazon. No cannibals in this one? Thank God, no cannibals in this one. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a cannibal. Oh, what, was that, what was that game with the cannibals? The Forest? The Forest, the forest yeah. The Forest, yeah. yeah. That game. Dude, have you ever have you ever finished the forest? Like I I, no. I I played it for fun once, and then I was like, yeah, but there's a whole like campaign to it, yeah. and then I dove into the caves, and then it gets really weird. The caves, it, it yeah, it goes really, really on tilt when things start hunting you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's a whole like you can finish the game actually. There's an ending to it. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's to stroke Spooked. your uh, your survival itch would be Green Hell VR. Has it, have any of you guys played the PC version of this? No, I was going to say, actually, this is because um, they released on Quest, didn't they, recently? Yes. Um, but I remember Gamertag being particularly uh, unimpressed with the PC version. Oh, right. Particularly the PC version. So I'm not sure if they're, they're, there's differences between the two, but yeah, I'll have to look into that. Exactly. Mm. I, I, I did play Green Hell uh, when it launched on Quest. And this is, the, this is the Steam one we're talking about here. But um, I found it to be... The story was... Um, shallow uh mm. what i call it like your your character you don't really feel so much in the character and rowdy particularly knows this about me like i'm very hud sensitive how they use that <laughs> in the game wasn't to my liking i liked uh is it shadows in the smoke no song in the smoke song in the song smoke, in the smoke. Yeah. much better um, yeah. as a survival title but this looks a little bit nicer. It's got the old wrap the uh, bandage around your arm type of animation. So there are some nice things, but there's also places like where you snap a branch and you fall. 
and they just cheapen it and they go to blackout screen, I suppose, to avoid sim sickness. And those right. are design decisions that I personally, as a, mm. a, a VR veteran, right, I, I don't like them when they when they do that in games. I'd like to have the choice. I'd like to be able to experience the full scene. Don't just put blinders on me. Okay. Yeah. The chat is saying uh, Sampler19 says the PC demo ran really rough, way better on Quest so far. Um and then also Rift Traveler said, I tried the Steam demo of Green Hell a while back. It was half-baked back then, but the visuals were fantastic. So maybe it was just a really rough demo. So hopefully this uh, final release is, is much better. Fingers crossed. Fingers well, crossed. I, I, think, I think Mike would, would skip any of these. He would just play Island uh, Time VR. <laughs> with, the, with the talking crab on the rock. Wilson, the talking crab. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So those are our three uh, releases. Let's get on to a couple of like DLC mentions, things that are coming out. First off, a little bit earlier, for those of you who started at the beginning, uh, I started uh, with my highlight of golfing, so I'm going to stay on that topic just for a mention quickly here. So there's an ocean course at Iowa Island. Don't ask me where that is. I didn't look that up. But it's a beach line golf course, uh, and this is coming to Golf Plus, um, or I should say has come to Golf Plus. There's, there's uh, rough, tall grass. This is the toughest course yet in Golf Plus. So if you're looking for a real like technical uh, challenge, this is one that is actually a real life course. And so they've added also challenges in the game, like achievements, like an achievement system to help you up your golf game, uh, which I most certainly need. Every week I'm getting walloped by my, by my father and uh, I will continue to report if having a little bit of a doohickey helps me out there because maybe it'll save you too. But new Golf Plus content, I love it. It's become one of my favorite like social experiences. Just hanging out on the green, chipping away, uh, feels quite realistic. So this new course looks uh, looks quite good. Uh, they had an Alpine one that was free recently. We've got this course, Ocean Course at Kiowa Island, which just landed as well. Hmm. Okay, another thing uh, for people looking for social experiences, let's move to Zenith, the last city. This is a big MMO. Uh, a lot of people have had good fun with Zenith, but uh, like its predecessors in the MMO VR space, uh, content obviously can run dry if you are a proper VR MMO player, sorry, a proper MMO player, because you're sinking a lot of hours in. So no date just yet, uh, but news of further content is abreast. So we have the Celestial Throne update coming, which has six new instance dungeons, new loot, uh, and new puzzles, and new adversaries. So that's new bad guys for you to go, go against. So... That's just a quick little feed of that's something coming. If you're a Zenith player, then maybe go check it out. I do uh, wonder how many people are still playing that game. Uh, there was so much now. hype around its launch. So there much was hype. a lot of hype. Yeah. yeah. Mostly yeah. also because it was so multi-platform. You could play with people from you know, all different mm. all different platforms. Um, I think the content launches for this one, just like what we've seen with like Pop One, will certainly like regular content launches will certainly help bring people back, remind mm. them of the game, and draw them back in. I do still feel like we're not we're not as mature yet in VR to have what I'll call like a, a perma MMO player, right? You don't have someone who's just playing Zenith and that's all they're playing all the time. Yeah, I had if a lot of fun are, with correct it. Correct me, but in, in I had a lot of fun playing with like uh, Buck and and Reese. You know, we we played it a fair amount, but it just as much fun as I had. It just doesn't draw me to go back. You are know? you an MMO player though? Because I no, that's no. kind of a special. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm the same. I'm not an MMO player so much. I don't yeah. really appreciate the grind. It's too but... big brain stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. It's kind of weird. Like you do like puzzle games. It's big brain stuff, but MMO is like also maybe the, even a bigger brain thing. Uh, I don't know. It's grindy, right? Or it's longer, like maybe a longer brain thing. Yeah, like it's just the amount of time you need to spin it, like put in them oh, in order God. to like get to something. Yeah. 
like me. I'd love Skyrim. to play an MMO, but it's just like the amount of time you need to do sad, so. Sad, sad. I'm not the only one though. Uh, Elena in the chat says got bored with Zenith. Was a bit sameish. I just don't yeah. hear much about it anymore, so I, I'm just wondering like what what's happening to this game. It'll be interesting. Um, well, one of us can dip in and find out one of these days. Maybe when this launches, you know. We we go in together well, if you guys want to pair. Well, you 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 only last uh, like a minute on stream, so uh, <laughs> it's not definitely not going to be you. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the next one. So, like uh, Demio, uh, definitely a big fan of Demio, and mm. we've got a couple of new things uh, both out and coming for Demio. So, the first one is the Heroes Hideaway. Um, they just dropped a so this is like a like a four player. Um, uh, meeting spot that you can you can go and check out other people i think that actually extends maybe to eight players um but you can go down and you can check out a few different things like there's tomes of enemies you can flip through that uh, now they've introduced a new feature they call it the painting party so you can take those awesome little miniatures that you play oh, this looks good and this looks so you good. actually so take like a palette almost like all the, the the rake of 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 quarter one painting games and apps that we got um, that's now in Demio. So you can go in and like have some fun with your buddies hanging out. The cool thing is they've got a boombox. So you've got some cool groovy tunes as well that's available in there. You can jam out to while you're painting and socializing with your buddies. What I understand at this time, and this is kind of the disappointing part for me, I, I hope they are listening to the community. I don't believe what you've painted on your, your, your character you can bring into the game with you. No, I no. really think they should bring that through because yeah, I would love they... to paint my own character and have it look totally derpy and then play in the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. But the, the, the characters the that you can knights. paint, are those the ones that you play with as well? Or are those usually the ones that... that are these side characters or actually the main, main characters? that you usually yeah, play with? We've actually got enemies. Okay, people okay. Like, like Clepo, the little like store guy. You've got all the... Uh, that would be amazing where you can just choose, like you can take off this box, like I do the painted enemies and uh, the painted heroes and just kind of choose between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can customize them and then like, oh, we're going to roll with Nathie's like derpy um, enemy yeah. set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, love exactly. this because I'm, I'm one of those guys that is always kind of like walked past like the warhammer shops and like looked inside and was like oh yeah. Yeah. i used to paint models as a kid like with planes and tanks and stuff but you just don't have space for that kind of stuff anymore as an adult so i always kind of look at, at, in with envy at these like these stores that do that kind of stuff so I, I can't wait to try this out i really want to try this out so if you guys are up for it i'm up for like just hanging out and painting some oh, characters yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds fun, yeah. We've got a few things to catch up with now that Zim's got a rig again. So. Oh, Space Rock Galactic. Like, I am i can't wait to Deep play Rock that with Galactic. you guys. Deep, Deep Rock, Rock Galactic. Galactic. Yeah. Can't wait to play that with you guys. That's the, the VR mod. The For the first Such time cool I've had, game. like, actually, I was always, like, three three people and then, like, a friend. We yeah. finally got well, it. Was now, it after my suggestion that you started it, or did you play it before? Oh, no, Rowdy. You, you were one of two people who... Um, directly influenced me picking that game up oh really yeah, yeah you recommended me? it and then it just spread like wildfire all my yeah. family play it and i'm wow. like level wow, 37 or something I'm, I'm that, quite, wow that's, that's the annoying thing because like i got it for free on playstation so I, I played it on ps5 over christmas a lot and now i'm quite high level on there been doing some of like the high level dungeons and stuff and and now i have to play on pc a level zero noob with you guys <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I spent, well, when, when I came off my PSVR where I started my Skyrim play and I came to PC, oh, I spent yeah. two solid weeks, all kinds of forums, trying to find a way to unencrypt the save file from PlayStation and bring it to PC. Yeah. There was no way. PS3, you could do it. PS4, yeah. totally locked down. Yeah. Sounds like you got to buy an account on eBay, Mike. That's something yeah. like From that. a shady uh, sales, <laughs> salesman. All right. I got one more for you. Okay. Sure. This is, this is, 
me both dreaming and begging a particular developer to come back. Uh, oh. Rowdy, definitely roll this clip. So you guys recognize the dev name Caves RD? Nope. Okay, Caves RD or Matt Newell. Uh, brought us to... Wait, Matt Newell? Brother of Gabe Newell? Oh, <laughs> Brother oh, of okay, Gabe okay, Newell, okay. apparently. Oh, sorry, sorry, go on, go on. Brought us <laughs> to Middle Sander in Iceland. It was an Unreal Engine. Oh, I remember that. Oh. I remember you talking about this. Wait, 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 what's the name of that again? Wait, Middle Sander. It had a funny name. Middle yeah, Sander. Middle, yeah, I remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you you completely preached that. I still remember that. Yeah, I love it's that. It's like religion to me. It's, it's, that's, that's how it sounded. You can, you can call it a very lightweight, like, uh, walking sim. Plus, you find a DSLR and you're taking photos in it. And you're supposed oh, yeah, to complete yeah. like a six shot puzzle. Like you go to certain places in the island and you have to match the photos. And so you're like playing, it's almost like a Pokemon Snap type thing, but very basic. And um, this guy about, I don't know, six, seven months ago, um, decided he was going to switch away his focus from VR. And I am gutted at this news. I found this out. He's been working away on other Unreal projects. And this one just looks incredible. It shows cycling down a, a, a dirt track it shows um, like a, a drone flying over this beautiful, beautiful scene in Italy, Lago di Brace. And I'm just here begging, Matt, please come back to VR. You've got a particular craft at making the world's like most um, relaxing scenes. There's very little beyond like sound self that has made me feel as at peace as his projects before. So if you are looking I'm, for something... I am trying to, to find the video because the Twitter link is not working. So uh, okay. do you know what the like title is of it? Oh, God. Uh, no, I said this earlier. Um, yeah, I know, but... You the, should the, have the used some onions, though. Did it break? For me. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it says... I think there's something wrong with Twitter oh. specifically. Oh, it's in the chat now. Open it. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. a it's not a Twitter link. It was a it was a YouTube link. But um, I know, it, but like, like you know, with Twitter, when you post links, they get converted to a Twitter link. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Well, Sam, why, why didn't you? Yeah, yeah, why didn't that works, you tell this emotional story while like 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 using onions? So you would cry as well. So it would kind of be more, you know, <laughs> more on the screen. So he's like, oh, this poor man. Heart springs bring him back. But like yeah. like compared, you know how there's like there's like things like liminal. Um, and there's been other re like relaxing VR apps. I always find those like they scratch at the surface of relaxing, but generally they're just like a scene you look around and you're like, I don't feel anything. My soul is not getting. It was the one from uh, End Dreams again, where you could like throw with coconuts and and be in oh. uh, on the ice and stuff. That, what was that? The one that was, was frustratingly not interactive. That one. Yeah, the one with like three or four different environments. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, the, the, the video that we're showing right now is a project that he's working on, but it's not a VR one. Unfortunately. Is this Unreal 5? This uh, Unreal 4, I think, is what he's... I think he's but it's not VR. It's not VR. It's not this VR. is not, but his pro Spanky. previous projects are. So if you're, if you're up for something that's like a 30, 40 minutes uh, walking sim, there are two titles that are particularly good. The Japanese one, if you, there's a Japanese one where he goes to Tokyo. It supposedly has VR support. I could never get that to function, so I would steer away from that. But Middle Sander Iceland, which I'll, I'll put in the chat so you have the name because it's very difficult to spell. And then Castle Rock Beach, West Australia. Those are both like really good VR scenes. And so um, even if it's a couple <laughs> of years from now, look out for Caves RD. You can check it out at Caves RD on itch. Um, yeah, there's so some amazing, amazing. The mountain bike so, looks so, so, crazy. It looks good. Yeah. Right? If you're... If you're listening, uh, totally check out uh, our, our YouTube show because this, this is just uh, crazy. Looks nice. It looks, it's a pleasure for the eyeballs. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, but definitely put the pronunciation of Middle Sander in the in the chat because. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, nice. Wow. I totally forgot about it, but I'm still intrigued by it again. Like, like 
<laughs> and so, yeah. so that's it. Uh, I'll give you a quick recap of the things that I mentioned now, just so that you can we can um, kind of wrap this one up. So it was Shores of Loki, right? That's a Steam game. The Last Clockwinder, across a couple platforms. Green Hell VR, launching on Steam and Meta Stores. Those are coming up. Um, look out for those. A bit of Golf Plus, Zenith and Demio content coming your way. And my personal prayers, Matt Newell from Caves RD. Come back to us, buddy. We need you. Nice. I'm definitely looking forward I'll to the I'll last donate five wonder. bucks to make it happen. <laughs> Thanks. Okay? Five I'm bucks. sure that'll sway him. Yeah. That's yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's wrap up the show. Um, I'll, I'll do a quick reminder. Someone did uh, ask some questions in the chat, so maybe I'll read a couple of those uh, out too. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to checking out the uh, the MS Flight Sim Maverick DLC and and yeah. the Last Clockwinder. Yeah. They're, they're my they're the two on my priority list. Um, I've also got the Pico Neo Three Link coming actually uh, oh, early nice. next week, so uh, maybe I'll have same some, here. some impressions same of that here. as well. So yeah, we can talk about that I'm on, very curious. on the next show. Yeah, definitely because of yeah. the um, compressionless. Uh, you know, uh, PC VR uh, no. link. The linky link. Yeah. German audience, yeah. pay attention, right? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people are calling this like, you know, Quest competitor, Quest competitor, but, you know, there's a lot more than just the hardware. So um, we'll yeah. talk about it in, in, in the next show. But um, yeah, just a reminder of the show time so you don't miss the next show. Uh, it's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. The, sh the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you've enjoyed this show, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our future shows. Apologies for the technical issues uh, at the beginning and me not being able to talk properly, uh, but, but we got there in the Sorry. end. Um, so, question from the chat. Any of you lads tried the new Catwalk C2 yet? Any oh. interest? Well, maybe I should is have... Is it out? Uh, I think, I they've, think made, is, right? they've potentially sent them out to a couple of people that have maybe talked about yeah. them in a positive light in the past. Oh. That's right. But as... We do not talk about them in a positive light, and we are not included in that mailing list. So, but, but maybe I should hand it over to you, Nathy, because you actually got to visit their factory and try their last omnidirectional treadmill. And I think a bit like you, a bit like me, you weren't that impressed with the experience overall. Yeah, it's 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 been a while ago. So I, I made a whole video on it. If you want to, you know, get the full details on it, uh, I tried the yeah the first generation generation catwalk C yeah for consumers, um, and. Um, yeah, it, it just, it, it, like, a lot of people are joking about it nowadays, calling it a slide mill. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, and it's just like uh, learning how to walk again in a new way that doesn't necessarily make sense. You feel like Bambi on ice. Yeah, be nice. Nice. That is. And some some games some games work really well with it because they have software that you can you can. It's kind of like four packs where you can kind of turn the dials and make it work. But I still find it very experimental, and it's not the solution for VR locomotion. I would say. I mean, I get it. Like it looks kind of cool because Ready Player One stuff. But yeah, I I'm not completely. I would love to try the second one, but as Mike said, like. Since I made my uh, <laughs> review on it, uh, I haven't really heard much back from them anymore. So I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's not. It's not it, the, like the thing that I find interesting. If they start getting that like in, infinite deck thing, you know, yeah. where it's like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's it's like being on an escalator or something. It's kind of cool. I, I think we'll we'll bypass that and go straight to 
in your brain and okay. that'll, wow. that'll simulate it. It's way wow. easier but, um, to solve that problem. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, also just space. And the thing is like, I think it's kind of a nice product for VR arcades. I think it's kind of like nice gimmicky, something a bit unique and different. You know, you can't try that anywhere else. But space, you know, you don't want a big treadmill in your, your play space. You know, you, it's just impractical. And plus like, you don't want to be running on something like that for a, an hour or two hours. You're going to be exhausted. So I'm, I'm just you, not a fan. You, you would be surprised how many people st- uh, still buy this or want to try of it course, because you just course. have to try it, it at least once. It, it, it's uh, the dream. And I remember having the same dream. You know, it's the Ready Player One dream. You see him running on the treadmill. <laughs> you, you think it's the, the coolest yeah. thing ever. It looks so futuristic. And I, I totally get that. And I was this. I felt exactly the same way up until I tried one. You know, I tried <laughs> one, uh, which was the Omni. Um, and I was just like, there is no way I would ever buy one of these. Even if Even if they sent me one, I wouldn't use it. Even if they sent one for free, I wouldn't use it. Yeah, nightmare, That's, right? Like putting it anywhere in any, I think, UK home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't belong, right? That's yeah, big. it's wholly impractical. But you I, know, I, I actually think. Uh, I mean, if I can comment real quick on that, I, I, I don't think that. I mean, it's the best solution that we have for sure. Uh, it's just not a solution for the locomotion problem that we have in VR, right? Uh, I actually think that the best solution for VR, far better than injecting it in your brain, is uh, the uh, the thing that we've seen before where they try to f- um, make you think that you're walking into a certain direction. Make you believe that your your space oh. is actually bigger than it actually is. And I think like that is... Like God. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, I think I that is the... So the, you're the saying room solution. scale is, uh, Yeah, room scale yeah. Or, like, or, or, or like a bigger environments, even going outside parks and that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that is a far more reasonable and plausible solution than having a, a brain interface built in in order to simulate the, movement. I have a problem the with thing that, is, though. There is a problem with that, Rowdy, because like... I don't know about you, but one of the special things that VR brings me, I agree with you that it's probably the best, it's the best halfway house solution. The reason it's not a solution for me is like the muscle memory that I get, the spatial awareness of my surroundings, like remembering to go back to a specific place in space, like in three-dimensional space, is is like another piece of you as a human. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you try to trick that, you do, you do sense it. You do notice it. Like you notice you it. Do you do not. Like, if, like... If, if, if the space is big enough, you will not. You will and you've got a massive space it. in. You've got like a VR dungeon now. Yeah. But and what, what I mean is like there's, there's definitely a feeling that you're being tricked. It doesn't feel natural uh, when you're doing that. I agree. You can walk around in the space. And, and I've, I've basically maxed out Key for God's space setting. And, and it's, been, it's been a really good time. You forget that you're VRing. But you don't. There's still this like inkling feeling. It's like a gut but, feeling to say, I, yeah, "There's a room I, I was in." I understand in, what you mean. But it's, it's far not... easier to to improve on that than to build something into your brain that will mimic movement or that will make you feel like you move. Because that will trust me. We're far, far, far away from that. <laughs> yeah. Still. Okay. I, I in, yeah. in Elon Musk, I, I, I trust. I still think yeah, like if no. you're interested <laughs> in in VR treadmills, you know, uh, uh, like see where you can try one. Try one, but don't instantly buy no, one yeah. and then think that's not that's not very smart because it could be or you think this is the most amazing thing. Yeah. Because you also need to give it some time. Yeah. Um, but but most will I think say that it's just not there yet. Um, yeah. And and I what what's funny like you see sometimes people buy it and then they're very excited about it also mm. because it's it's quite expensive. Uh, and then after like a few months time, you do see them like getting sold off again. So it's I, kind of like, a, it's like an, uh, an old solution to a new problem. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it is a good business because it, it looks, as Mike said, it looks amazing. It's kind of cool. So I don't blame people for, you know, thinking that it's it's the, the next level thing that, that they have been waiting for. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely go and try one. If you if you want to buy yeah. one, go and try one. Or, or watch my video if, if you can't. Uh, or watch Nathie's video. <laughs> yeah. So that is the end yeah. of the show. I hope that answered your question. Thank you all for joining us live. Really appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple of weeks time. Until then, have a great couple of weeks and take care. Bye-bye for now.